Hello and welcome back to the F24 podcast. My name is David and each week, as I'm sure you know, I invite a creative over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London, culture and creativity. This week's chat is with Joe Holbrook, a guy I've known for pretty much 15 years. And you know what? I love it when I have a perception about someone. Even after knowing them for that long and finding out my perception means nothing in their life. It was not their reality. Amazing. I presume Joe was classically trained. I presumed he got to this stage of his art career through conventional ways. His paintings, his subjects, his intrigue in different artistic mediums, his concepts. But no, we need to watch our perceptions. I was wrong. It was great having Joe round to the studio and filling us in on his journey. Breeder Beagle was owning the space that evening and you'll hear her drinking her water and getting told off a couple of times. And also with us was Josh, my son. He sat in on this one, which was dope. One, well, because he's my son. And two, well, he's known Joe since he was about four years old, so he was genuinely intrigued to hear his story. We have a great chat about Joe's Kent roots, his introduction to art by some sharp young teachers, and the journey he's been on since then, with a little side road that offered itself to him, but the BTP soon put a stop to that. And to be honest, thankfully. Anyway, another dope conversation. You're all lucky I'm so goddamn nosy. Enjoy, this is F24. Thank you, Jay, man. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for hosting Bree on the sofa there with you. Yeah, I love the dogs, all right. I'm anywhere with dogs. Yeah. Well, oh, that, that was the tempting thing, wasn't it? It was either Tuesday or Thursday. I've got yeah, oh, no, Thursday, Bree will be here. Yeah, Bree was going to be here, that's it. <laughs> oh, dear. Wicked. Yeah. I would have brought mine, but they're a little bit too mad. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be barking like a... Oh, boy. Wouldn't be settled too much now, especially no, in a new no. place as well. He's just really naughty and like, <laughs> just really, really like shit training dogs. Yeah, as you can see, sit down. Bree, come on, pup, Bree, sit down. Enough. Come on, come on, sit. They just run amok with me, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, come on, get her and put her yeah. on her bed. Okay. On your bed now. Come on. On your bed. Yes, Go on, sit with Josh. Yeah. You're being a traitor. Sorry, I'm doing a bad habit, sorry. <laughs> on your bed. Good girl. I've usually got like a pork pie ready. Fry <laughs> them off track. Yeah, mate, I'll give them like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll go in the kitchen and I'll just pull out pork pie and give them a quick pork pie. <laughs> I'll get a pack just for the dogs. Yeah. I've, got, I've got two now, my girlfriend's got them. Yeah, before. what are they? He's like, so I've got an English Stafford. Like yeah. Lovely. Me from Amsterdam. Yeah. And Friesland. He's like Brilliant. Little, he's just a very energetic boy. Yeah. And my girlfriend's dog's like a half German Shepherd, half Labrador. Oh, nice. He's massive. Yeah. He's, he's really docile and just lovely. His name's Taylor. Yeah. I love German Shepherds, man. Yeah. Milo and Taylor. Yeah. Do you know what? I used to be scared of German Shepherds. Yeah. And uh, I'm always good with most dogs, but with them, I guess from childhood and that. Well, they were given a certain look as well, they weren't they? And they were, we were looked at, like, we looked at them in a certain way—a German like Nazi dog or a police dog. Mate, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Also, like most people again, from where I'm from anyway, uh, around my way in Kent, people look like German shepherds. They keep them as like guard dogs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. that's it. And I've been chased by a couple, like yeah. So it's always kind of like that, but. No, he's, he's when you've got a nice one that's chained, they're beautiful, man. In, in, I mean, to, to yeah, integrate like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're great. Anyway, dogs, 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 dogs. Yeah, dogs, dogs, dogs. Dogs, dogs. dogs life, definitely. Well, look, man. Let's um, thanks for coming around. You're welcome. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Like um. Oh, definitely. It's been on the cards for a while, actually. Yeah, we've been chatting about it for a bit, man. But it had to happen. Like it's, it, you know, I'm basically pushing and trying to get as many stories about 
influence and you know how people have moved on through their lives and i've watched you yeah. do mad different waves like yeah, from, yeah. And, and starting from the same culture i was in so yeah. i thought mate i want to hear the story yeah of course man and Pucker. it couldn't come at a better time because i think things are about to change for me not change but um i've definitely got a, that, uh, a spark again another direction yeah i'm i'm, I'm ready to, to rock really like, i'm ready to create some some good work better work than i've created anyway yeah another wave yeah like it's been like what we met when i was well i've known you since i was like 16 or something from from the rare kind days yes but uh i guess properly from when i was 21 which is almost 10 years ago now before you moved Move back here, Thank yeah. You. Yeah, yeah. And then I started painting, and yeah. doing stuff. So yeah, in those ten years, a lot's happened. Like, uh, I kind of see it as like um, a lot of people do apprenticeships and stuff like that, but I just decided to go out myself. That's what I was just thinking. You like I'm an apprenticeship? Yeah, you were just like I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, and now I'm ready to like actually create some work. Yeah, yeah, because all the last ten years it's just been learning and and trying to find out who I am really and yeah. what what makes me work best and, and what materials I prefer so yeah now I'm like I've got all these strings to my bow I've mastered a lot of things figured it all out and now it's really like it's time to to create some serious work some adult work at this age yeah, definitely caught you at the right time then man <laughs> yes this is going to be dope I'm going to start trying anyway yeah. sick no but I tell you what it's, it, if anything it's the mindset yeah. like that it's just the fact you're talking like this and thinking like this means something new is going to happen like yeah, yeah. because you, it, you may have been thinking about it and now you're talking about it yeah. and so now it, now it will happen type of thing I think also, age like, has come isn't it this, so this many, part of age yeah yeah exactly like this part yeah it's like it's, do you know what it is it's, it's because I've turned 30 yeah that's it like, it's just another like it's a, it's a landmark it's so funny like yeah. you, you come to the end of your 20s and you have this breakdown yeah and like I had it full on right so bad like one day I was like uh, fuck having a breakdown it was like I think it was the day before my birthday my third birthday yeah my girlfriend came in the bedroom and she was like what's wrong and I was just like <gasps> like having a full on full on like crying fit and she was like what's, what's wrong and I was like I don't want to be fine <laughs> and the thing is I've been out the night before and I've been out with a lot of young fellas from south right and I guess it just hit me so hard. I was like, oh God, my life's over. Like, that's it. It's like, nuts. I'm what? not as wrong as dead. Like, Man, it, it, that's society telling you all that shit. Yeah, isn't it? It's nuts, it. the stuff we carry, and it turns into anxiety. Yeah, it's so like, bad. It's, it's fucked. And, and it's I think also the thing is as well is that, and this seems to be happening quite a lot. I've chatted to people and they've said things in a certain way, which basically means, yeah, we're from a youth culture. Yeah, yeah that's been such a problem for us because yeah. it's not a youth culture yeah. we can see that because there's 50 and 60 year old men in it and women Mate. in it that means it's not a youth culture it's a culture yeah, but you you at 29.393 days or whatever it was yeah. was just like fuck I was like, what, am I I what am I doing I can't do yeah. what I've been doing in my yeah. 20s I can't it, no it, you just mature with it no that's it and then it's so nuts what society does to you it just feels you. so good when you yeah. like so I had my 30th birthday and then that pressure of I haven't done anything in like my late 20s I haven't achieved that I wanted to achieve 
because that pressure is gone it's like Oh man! Yeah. Now I can start doing some work. And I think the other thing as well is that you know, in, in oh, I don't mean to talk like an old man. I'm 38 now. I remember yeah. turning. I remember in turning 30 and that stuff. And you just like, yeah, maybe you didn't do things you might have thought you might have achieved by the time you're 30. But what you'll notice in two or three years after is the stuff you learn in those late yeah. 20s yeah. to help you achieve those things. And everyone, it's not always at different times. Yeah, exactly that. And the thing is, it's just about being aware and watching what you do, learning from the mistakes, loving mistakes, loving failures, all of that. And just remember they happened and try and keep it. And that's what you do when you become mature. You just grow up with it. And yeah. you're then, you just then mold your culture as well. Yeah, exactly. Because you it's your life can't deal with certain parts of the culture anymore because yeah. you're trying to do this with your life. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, yeah. Take, you take from the culture the things that you want to take. Exactly. And you leave the things behind. Yeah, but you can't. And you, yeah. can, you can reminisce and you yeah. can look back or you can forget or you can be inspired by the and you can fuel. It's like... What I found really like weird recently, and I've come, I've come on top of it, and I've decided that I want to start new stories because I find that when you're between the age of twenty-five and thirty, all you do is talk about remember when we were sixteen, remember when we were doing this, remember when we were doing that, and like remember when we were on the tracks, remember yeah, yeah. We were doing these things. It's all about remembering those things, and you're like, hold on. Fucking, I'm not dead. Like, and I'm doing I've shit got now. Many more chapters yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah. So, what's been nice about it is like, right, that chapter's done. Yeah. And now I'm ready to start. When I'm 40, I want to be talking about remember what we yeah. did. I'll tell you what, though. I was 35, you, remember what I did then. Like, what I think you're touching on here, right? Or what could be touched on here. It's a bit of a British thing is, as well. Like, I think it's a bit... about school type, that yeah, culture all the time. And it's society. Society does this yeah. to us. We've it's brought like up in a certain way. When you're, when of course. 16, Listen, part of this... On your, yeah. your school days. What did you hear on that last meeting at school? Part of the reason I do this podcast was... Yeah. Well, what's helped me, I've realised by doing this podcast, is that people have gaps in in their lives. Yeah. And it's fine. And not, not everyone does things full steam all the time. I happen to have been a bit non-stop. Yeah. but mainly because I think I remember 17 and 18 19 maybe I wasn't doing much with myself yeah. but I had him at 20 yeah mate so then I was just like well you, you're on now and it, and I've realised having these chats have calmed me down about him because yeah. I'm I worry about my son yeah, I want him to do well and I want and you know I wanted him to hit society's yeses and levels yeah, yeah. and all of them been hit because you because, oh, I've been, been tricked yeah exactly to be this as a dad stupid isn't it the, having these conversations with people are helping me so much because it's like yeah right D you did fucking pick a culture and you did do this and you did work and you got into this thing but you had a fucking rat up your ass like you had to do something with yourself like not you rat literal life (laughs) 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 my son a rat anyway it's uh, it's weird what society does to us man and yeah we've just accept maturity man and accept that we can move on in time and appreciate the time we're in as well yeah there's a lot of things like so I, I the other week I had a bit of a moment because I've got a bit, like, a bit of an addictive personality anyway, but this Instagram thing is like driving me nuts and the iPhone thing is driving snap, me nuts. Snap, nuts. snap, So up. I went down to the phone shop, I was like, oh, I need a phone that I can not be on Instagram with. And mm-hmm. People can still contact me, basically. Mm-hmm. But I want to use 4G and stuff like that because, you know, like, if you put your SIM in an old phone now, mm-hmm. people can't fucking contact me. No. It's all from 4G now. Yeah. Anyway, like the hard way, they still can't. So, like... I got this phone, 75p, of course it's not 75p, it's like 75p, but you've got to pay 10 pounds. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, always. It's fun. Um, and they gave me the sim adapters to put in it, so I can put my sim into the fun. Yeah. And now, like Monday to Friday in the day, I just whack my sim in that phone, so I can't look at Instagram. Yeah. I can't check my emails. Can't do none of that stuff. Yeah. You work. It's you really do. What you need like, to be when doing. You wake up. Yeah. Check your emails. Right. And then stuff. Bed, check, yeah, at the end of the day, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to, because the thing is with these phones and that, it's like. If someone pokes you, you've got you've got to respond instantly, Mate, and you don't have to do that. But what 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 Instagram is doing to people that I've I you know what Bex my girlfriend she says to me like I, when someone writes me an email because yeah. I'm usually sat in front of my computer I'm in here from like eight in the morning till half seven right and anyone writes me an email bang yeah. I'm literally <laughs> like that and then I get a bit pissed off when people don't reply that quick she's like you need to calm the fuck down <laughs> but yeah you need to chill because that isn't how life should be and it's like well you're right and it's the same thing with this this constant update we feel we have to do on Instagram and this this yeah. we've got to be there now we've got to do it now 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 it's, now, it's like, the whole like thing and that as well come you know? on man I know what I'm doing it's right. fine. I know where yeah. I'm going with my yeah. thing. Yeah. I know what makes me happy. Yeah. But then when you put something up that you think is your best bit of work, yeah. that you think is the, the best. You're proud of it. It's you're a, so it's, proud of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then you get two likes because you posted a stupid time. Come on, man. And then you post a picture of, well, to be fair, if I post a picture of my dog, I guess yeah but listen man this is the thing but it, what, what what we're doing though is unfortunately this is making us behave in certain Stupid. ways and it's affecting us well i'm posting up a picture of something that i've done when i was 21 yeah i'm throwback thursday tbt yeah hashtag tbt, hashtag TBT. Yeah, um and i'm getting like 200 likes or whatever and then i'm doing something that is much more like in depth so much in so it. much more meaning yeah. it's like the way it's been created, the thought process has gone into everything that's gone into my heart, soul, not like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you get like 10 likes, and then you think, fuck, so yeah. I need to go back to what I was doing when I was 21. No, you don't. And it's like, I don't want to go back. No, you so don't. And you, you don't. And that's why I had a bit of a meltdown. Yeah. Well, listen, you don't, you, that's a brilliant choice. Do you know what my interaction with Instagram is, right? I have to post two photos every week because I don't want my rare kind Instagram to be flooded with F24 posts, yeah. right? So now I do three posts per week on my Instagram I do look at it every day definitely but I don't interact on it no. I don't like and I don't comment very rare I've got to be pushed to do that oh, I don't want to inter- don't like if you don't comment your posts then don't get pushed yeah and do you know people. what and that's so right it's ridiculous but you know what I'm kind of like I'm fine with yeah, that I'm, I'm and, cool I do, with and I try and tell my friends like I tell people when I can look I don't I, I love you I'm, I'll tell you to your face you don't need to see a fucking heart yeah. by rare kind LDN it's not going to happen that's there's no need and I but I just don't want to interact because I don't want the same back. And like, like it, I get the feeling when I see the, oh, you've got 34 likes on that photo. Of course I get that fucking hit. Yeah. I can't deny that, that happens. But I just try and limit my fucking interaction with it. Like my conversation with it. Yeah. I chat through DM on it because I think it's a good way to chat to people. You can get to people quite quick. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and I've done a lot of this podcast shit through that. Um, and I find artists through it for projects, but yeah, I mean, there's so many. There are so many pluses to it all, but I don't like what it's doing to our minds and our brains and our behaviours. But also, I preferred it when when people posted stuff up. You saw it, and then you you scroll through until you kind of saw what you saw a while ago. Exactly. Like, right, yeah, I'm there. Up, so I'm yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, exactly. Up, Updated timeline was yeah. proper. But now it's like it's a mess, mate. What? It's a mess. And you see a post. Advert, obviously, adverts. Yeah. It, that's that's why it was created. Yeah. Right. That's the whole reason. And so then the second. This is the thing. Then right. 
the other thing, which is what I wrote about on Instagram, I've never done this before, but I actually did a post about this. I wrote to the culture really cheesily on this text message to yeah. the culture. What are we doing with our fucking photos? Basically, are we going to put our history all on this fucking phone and watch it slide away? Because... Instagram's going to go one day. We're going to stop using it. Yeah. And if we feel that we've put all our love and effort and our history onto this thing, mm-hmm. are we going to want to feel to do it again elsewhere? Yeah. I don't think we are. No, no. It's going to be more current news, more current, current. We've already told the story. We're going to... And I'm just like, man, we're in a dangerous place with it's this fucking... It's just so... Like, everything loses value. It's so dangerous. When you've we're got getting a little book with oh. 100 flicks in... Yeah. Oh, my my thing off the back of that because I got a load of mad feedback, and you know what? I I thought, you know what? What we actually need, and I I don't know how it could be, is a private website, and you and if you want to be, if you want to upload photos and stories to it, do it. So we can build an archive. That's all we need at the minute. It's just an archive. We have to show it to anyone. We have to print anything. We have to build a museum show. We just need to start archiving this history because we feel like we're archiving it by putting on Instagram, telling the story. And that's it. That isn't a fuck. It. That's not an archive. Nah. We need to archive this ourselves, and any other culture would do that. You could ask record collectors where their fucking record collections are. Do you know what I mean? Ask anyone where their shit is. It's never on fucking line. Nah, nah, nah. Like that. Well, I've, I've taken. I've, I've took a look. The other day, I took all my stuff off the line. Yeah. Because I felt it was so worthless, so I decided to put like five pictures on that kind of represented me at the time. Yeah. I mean, just keep it like that. Yeah. I've just, I don't... Like, you know, I've got a couple of thousand followers. Yeah. Which feels quite nice and that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it all doesn't... Yeah. Listen, we've just chatted for fuck knows what, five minutes about a fucking app on the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's mad. An app on the phone. We're here to talk about culture and creativity. Yeah, exactly. But this is what's happening in our society now. And to be honest, it has to be talked about. It needs that five minutes. Yeah, because if we don't, if we just ignore it, and keep doing it and don't I, talk I just want more people to do what I've done and stick your sim that's a brilliant idea man phone. yeah and put in and like use your iPhone on a Saturday Sunday whatever. yeah and after 6 or 7 yeah, whatever uh, yeah you know I mean, but you, don't even bother but even then it's bad you're there with your like your missus yeah whatever. exactly you're both on your phone fuck like, that mate get that out it drives me mad mad and it's like so mad yeah of course yeah but of it's course just, it's just we're in a very strange time we're in a very strange time it's very interesting it's a very strange time and and this talk I give how I talk about this thing I'm just as guilty as everyone else and I get exactly the same feelings as everyone else Mm -hmm. and I'm just explaining how I deal with it and I know like obviously so the podcast you'll get through Instagram stuff yeah yeah work all that so many but it's just all this I don't like the effect it's having on people man this this constant need to update it is disabling my ability to to get work done. Yeah, it does do that. It drags you away. It's, it's mad. It's crazy. Like, well, I get done in a day without yeah. like, checking into Yeah, or thinking about it, or wondering. Oh, yeah, I could maybe take a photo of that. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> stories that people are doing. I don't. Mate, ask me a question. <laughs> Like, do you know what we should do that I should write to people and ask you a question <laughs> well look that was um, a boom start to our our chat and yeah, I like being kind let's, right, let's, anyways, yeah, let's, nice let's start at the beginning man nice to see you yeah definitely where are you from where did it start yeah so basically I'm, I'm from Kent always have been yeah like, not far from Seven between um, Dartford and Seven Oaks okay there's Kingsdown little um, little village I live like in a valley or whatever yeah, nice, yeah. nice place. Um, my family all from London and that, and uh, 
all my friends and their family are all from mainly from South London really like uh, the area that I grew up in is uh, mainly like kind of people that moved away from South London okay cool so there was a load of connections with that as you were growing up yeah so yeah. all my family from like Elton and uh, okay yeah Okay, so, yeah. southwest, nice. And um, how was school? What was school like down that way? What was it? School was like, well, first of all, it wasn't too good. Like, so going to secondary school, you know, like you don't really get to pick where you go. Actually, no. Like, I wanted to go to this school. My parents were like, I'm not going to this other one because uh, because my teachers were like, oh, he's artistic. He's got to go to this school because it's a really good art department and that. So I was like, yeah, cool. I went there. It's a mixed mixed school, you know, like yeah. boys and girls. And again, mate, distractions. Yeah. I can't handle it. So I was just like, I got suspended a couple of times. Stupid things like, you know, like lighting aerosol cans in the fucking <laughs> changing rooms. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, with like your school tie around your head and stuff. Uh, yes, yeah, so I got suspended a couple of times, and then my mum and dad were like, "Right, do you want to go to this other school?" Because all my other mates were at this other school called Wilderness, which is like it's like the school that you go to if you um, if you get kicked out of other schools. Yeah, and uh, it's like the kind of last stop. Isn't it? so okay, <laughs> but that's where all your mates were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to Wilderness, and like it was the best school ever because it was. First of all, yeah. all boys' school. Yeah, no distractions. Yeah. yeah. And um, they just treated you like a boy, like a like just just what you are. Yeah. So like, if you got caught smoking, you got a lunchtime. Yeah. If you had a scrap with someone after school, like, yeah. Just quite no straightforward. No yeah. one black marks on their, you know, like resume. Yeah, or wagged fingers yeah. or... No, just no. treat you like a, yeah. a boy. Oh, right, cool, you did that, you know what you need. You know what you... Yeah. So oh. I, had a, I had a great time and then... Yeah, like uh, around that, that time, you start getting into things. So like we used to catch the train and stuff, go to Victoria and back, uh, like doing your tagging and stuff like that. Yeah, you got into tagging? Yeah, got into it. Like, well, it's like, I was always artistic. So you start, um, when you go to secondary school, that's when that kind of comes about. It did anyway where I was from, like in the bike sheds, there was always like a, a tag in the bike shit that a venom or something okay <laughs> looking back probably really good in a bad way <laughs> yeah like um, I don't know really I just just happened to be farming, it was really like hands on so computer games and stuff like that we weren't really into that everyone was like on their bikes and that and Ow. when I was 13 14 I had my first motorbike wow yeah so like we were like ragging around on like mopeds and crosses, <laughs> scrambles and stuff like that when we were like, yeah, 13, 14. Amazing. 14 turning, like, yeah. you know what I was talking about? Like, though, you're always reminiscing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always reminisce on these two years of my life from 14 to 16. It was like, those two years seemed Constant like summer. years long. Yeah. yeah, like, the amount of stuff it did, yeah. like, so we are riding around the motorbikes and stuff like that when we were like 14 and then we are also going like when we're hitting 15 we're going to over 18s like Amadeus like, <laughs> like, where was that? that was in Rochester so we used to like um, I had a Honda motorbike that my dad bought me yeah um, yeah just for going up and down the road or whatever but yeah obviously you start to stray don't you 
so you go further down the road. <laughs> but I used to dress up like, so I used to put on like a high vis jacket. Okay. My dad's working boots. Yeah. And like at this time, at this period, I wasn't allowed the motorbike and he was going to sell it. So I'd like, I'd climb out the window and <laughs> go and get the motorbike, walk it down the track to the end of the road, start out from that I'm off. Because oh, wow. I'm in my high vis, I've got yeah. like his work boots and I just look like a 70 year old man like, yeah. work so it was, it was sweet and then you go with your back so you go to Amadeus whatever get changed sick into your boy jeans and that like everyone talks do you know what's really funny about my my generation everyone's always talking about we're a machine now and all these kind of like designer things mate we were like 14 or 15 <laughs> I couldn't get machine and if you could get machine jeans it means your mum and dad were minty yeah. and they like my ex-girlfriend her mum and dad were like that, so she was kitted out, you know, head to toe DNG, like yeah. this denim DNG, like two piece. <laughs> you know, like, Those pieces. I just, yeah. It makes me laugh when people my age talk about owning all the stuff and they. I was in boy jeans, mate, like TN hat. <laughs> we had some Burberry. Bit of gold was always a thing, so I was a bit of a chav to be honest. Like, I used to wear a Figaro chain and like a keeper ring and stuff like that, and it was all very like alpha male. It was very like vicious. Yeah. So the Kent mentality was it's like my dad calls it Medway mentality. It's like when you're from that part of Kent, it's very much like you go to other towns to just, you know, have fights Front. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you go to like it's funny. Because at the time we're we're all drinking in pubs at fifteen. Yeah. So that's something just, that's now stopped. Yeah, but that was fine. It was, it was uh, we were the last people to do that. Because yeah. anyone after before us were doing that as well. You used to be able to get in the back of your FHM you'd be able to get a fucking fake ID. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, like yeah, get a yeah, fake yeah. ID. Yeah. I remember getting mine. <laughs> uh, my mate uh, we got all sent to his, his house and he came into school in music class when we were fifteen. Sick. And he came in dish everyone's like fake IDs out, they were like twenty quid. Yeah. And you put the twenty quid in an envelope and sent yeah. sent the twenty quid yeah, to the address yeah, of yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. of your photo. Yeah mate, sick. And then um so then we started drinking pubs and that. Like for a good year before, like kind of people cropped on because a lot of pubs got shut down. Yeah, got caught with loads of miners in there. And stuff, yeah, which, yeah, it's our fault. So we're probably single handed. That's like, true. That's interesting, responsible man. Responsible for shutting down quite a few pubs in Kent. Really. Yeah. But anyway, so like, it was all like we grew up really fast. So from the age of fifteen, we like got catapulted to being like nineteen. Really. Because of the way it is down there, yeah, you just had to man up, basically. Yeah, and it was like it was yeah. all about like going down a pub, uh, getting fights. Like fights were a must. It was always like it was always always a rock. That's that was the whole point. You went out mm. fights and impressing girls. Mm. Like, it's stupid. Were the yeah. girls impressed? Yeah, yeah. I guess. So, do you know what? Some of the girls are worse. Yeah. It's crazy times. Mate, some of the girls were worse. Yeah. No one really got too hurt because you're like, you're too young. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like some of the things that were going on, like we used to go to Biggin Hill Airfare, uh-huh. it's like a, a, a airfare show. Yeah. You could buy crushes, knuckle dusters, stuff like this. When you're 15. What? Like cash land, yeah. So like, everyone's like. Going there, getting yeah, that, yeah, tooling up. For, Mate, it'd be used, all fun. I used to have my rucksack and we used to get on the train from Oxford Station, Seven Oaks, me and my, my mate Connor and that. And in my rucksack, I used to have like, you know, like a knife, catapult, 
like, Black Widow or something. Yeah, Black yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, um, you go and like, yeah, catch a train to like, or you go the other way to like, uh, high rooms in Tunbridge Wells, and you go and have fights with other like, like villagers. <laughs> so stupid. And then, but some of these get quite, quite serious, you know. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. Sounds like it's like the estates. It was like for me in Northwest. Like yeah. none of the estates in my area got on each other. We used to fight no, all no, the time. It. But it's it was like, a bit smaller scale. It's but such a funny thing. Yeah. I mean, you can never go back there. You can't just go driving around some other people's places. Like, yeah. surely so not. not really like that. But also, I remember like when we pull up to like Tunbridge or whatever. The old, we were on the old sandals and they had yes. those brakes that you could pull. That's right. So every time you came in, you pull that brake. Like everyone like hanging up. Being a nuisance. Monkey, yeah. yeah. It just comes screaming in. And then we get out and go to the Railway Bell, which was a pub. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so the look, uh, life, man. the look was Burberry and jeans and. Yeah, Burberry, Aquascutum. Like, man, pe- people like. In Kent, anyway, because of uh, their heritage and like coming from South London and that, their parents, anyway, they didn't. Yeah. They grew up there, but um, they were searching for that. So they'd watch the, the Danny Dyer films and that, you know, and that they'd copy that. Yeah. Copy their cousins because <coughs> everyone had cousins. I suppose football might have been part of it yeah, as well. Yeah, football and everyone likes sport, Millwall or Chelsea. Like, yeah. So it's, it's always got to be like a tough team. Yeah. Yeah, I'll strong team. And um, you being creative at the same time. Yeah, so you know, like that was always there. So I used to do a bit of tagging and that when that was going on. And so what? What Seriously. introduced you to tagging? Was it ju- was it just another way to vent? It was just like you'd seen this thing. No, no, it wasn't venting at all. It was pure like. So my mate Sean Howe got me into it when I was fourteen. And then I'm, I'm drawing a lot, tagging on paper and that. It was from Orpington. So Orpington was like, you know, what? Famous. Jeez, he's from like, okay, almost London. Yeah. So he was like, wow. He's close. <laughs> he, he had the, the dress coat down. You know, like Sick. The Tigger socks. Yeah. Like Disney socks. Yeah. And then, um, the shot hoodie and the, the, the hackett um, polo with the collar turned up and then your figaro chain on the outside of you what rocking it rocking it rocking it so he like um yeah he got me into it and we used to go to Lorimer's and meet the uh, chalk pens but like i didn't even realize what was going on so we're like tagging all the windows on the train yeah with chalk pens yeah not knowing that you could just start working up yeah. yeah i'm a blitz in the jubilee line with pink chalk pens <laughs> yeah. thinking i was a bad man no it's weird <laughs> but anyway like it was like it was totally like mindless and like we used to sit on people's laps and just be like chavvy little scumbags really like get on the bus to blue um just did you but did you think though with this creative did you did you think of what what you were going to do no not at all i didn't have a clue i thought i was going to go and work with my dad and be a welder yeah yeah that was it i, I didn't really see myself as artistic in a sense of being able to create stuff I no it was just copy stuff. i can do this now this is what i do yeah. it's just something i can do my mates can't i can my, this other mate can do a bit of it yeah we're gonna but, tag but i think what happened is like um when i got to like 16 i lost one of my best mates oh yeah he he he, he um had like a a drug overdose fuck yeah and that's the thing we're 16 yeah we're going down a path 
was doing lines off the back of the bin outside. Right, you get into coke. You know, like. Yeah. So I lost him when I was 16, and then at that point, I kind of thought, fuck. I really want to hang around um, with these people. Not these people, they were good people, not yeah. nothing. But like, uh, I wanted to be creative, yeah. Well, so like, I took that with me. Yeah. And that's when the sixth form started, actually. So I decided to go into the sixth form. A choice could be made at the same time. Yeah, Unfortunately, it been, but there was a choice at the same time. Like, sixth form's a weird one. Yeah. My family are really sports, so they're always like, do what you want to do. Um, better get some A levels because apparently they were like the things to do. Yeah. My dad was like, if you're going to come work for me, start now or yeah. go for sixth form. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I didn't want to go work. No. no. So I, I went to the sixth form then. That's actually when it all started, like the art thing. Yeah. And these art teachers, which were insane. They yeah. were so good. Amazing. Because basically, when my school went to sixth form, they joined with the girls' school down the road. Okay. And in the girls' school, uh, they had like a new art department with all new teachers, which I look back now, they were all like 24, 26. Wow. Yeah. Fresh. Young. Yeah. Like younger than just I. Got, just out of it. That's and brilliant. I was 16. Yeah, yeah. And they were just, they were just amazing. They I, must have I, known exactly what to bring. Yeah, they did. They knew what to bring. Like, obviously, Banksy and shit like that was like, like hot and everyone was loving that stuff. So they were showing us this stuff. It was showing us a way to be creative without being like mindless. Mate, like, teachers have to translate, man. And a young teacher that's got their heart in they it. Show, they saw like, you know, you're doing the, yeah, the yeah. tagging, you're doing these characters and stuff. I mean, the art teachers, though, because they were so young, they were just really supportive and um, ignited something. Yeah, ignited something. But also, they um, I was quite naughty at the time and I, I couldn't really focus. And then one of my teachers uh, pushed me and really made me try and do a painting. So it was like I, I had to paint a tap, the tap. But I think what it was, I was in trouble and uh, I had to go and sit. If I, Back in the room or something. I was in the sixth form, she didn't do it. Yeah. But um, I had to, so paint what I saw, so I, paint, I started painting a, a tap by the sink. Yeah. No, but I enjoyed it, I got into it. And then, like. Um, the challenge. Yeah, and then they were like, wow, shit, um, that's what you love doing. They were like, have you painted before? I said, no, never. So then they, then they started pushing that. So, like, they figured out how they can help me and how they can push me in the right direction. And so, you use you as well. Yeah. Not try and make you do this. It, it was so cool. Like, it was so you do you. Even my, like, so I was doing art and I was doing graphic design. And then both uh, teachers decided to come together. They were all like best mates anyway. It was really sweet. Wicked. They were like, kind of, they, like, like let's, think, let's do what's best for Joe. So Amazing. So I basically just paint back to back. Like from, from one class, go to the next one, carry on with the painting I was doing there. I wasn't very good with the whole written side of it and that. And like, I didn't get the grades that were very good, but. The experience, man. Painting, the painting, they. they, they and what that painting. did for you, the, that spark, that yeah. confidence, like, hey. fuck a grade, man. The, the painting <laughs> thing was just. Sorry. Like, that's changed my life. Right? Yes, exactly. Like, if it wasn't for them pushing me to paint, maybe I would have never done it. What, well, why would you? Why would you paint? Not wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> what was going to lead you there? 
<laughs> there were no other mates in the immediate area, no, were there? Like, you know, at that time, no, you no, may have inspired after. Um, no, no. Yeah. So that was, and you may maybe it was always in you, and you would have come to it in your mid twenties. And call, call it fate, whatever. Like that is brilliant, man. It was really nice that, and I, I, I always say, I don't stop banging on about it, but like I do owe them everything. Mm. Yeah, I owe them for everything. All the places that I've been around the world, everything I've done, all the shows that I've done, if they hadn't... Well, it made you finish it, that yeah, tap. So I can't thank them enough. And also, I think it's really important that teachers do that. They find out, because, you know, students can be difficult, and they, a lot of them have got, especially like, you know, boys that age, they've got a lot of energy and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And it's just, it's so simple to, it's not simple, but to step back and kind of, Find right, figure out some tasks then to do. They do the task, and then you figure out what they're good at, and then you can and what they like doing. Man, just so good for it. Because it, the point is as well is that you don't just paint taps with with whatever paint they supplied you now. You by by doing that, by experimenting like that, you've now done all this other shit. What it did teach you was like, yeah, I can I can do. It's yeah. not about I can do this. I yeah. can do. I started like um, also in those that point I started painting and stuff I was I was doing a bit of graph and that as well uh-huh. and I was I was painting with uh, a local bloke a boy that I met called Sean who's living in Brighton actually uh-huh. and uh, we started going out together and painting together and doing track sides and that and then he started giving me you know like his graphitisms sick and so then and he, he had ochre stuff I don't know Stuff like Amazing. that. Amazing. It was, it was cool. And then he got like the latest graphism, which was like Con- Connor Harrington. Yes. So then I saw this Connor Harrington stuff and it blew my mind. Like, I saw how you can bring this Just current. Move it all on. You know, like, use this traditional yeah. style, but in this current. Yeah. And to come from where he's come from yeah, like from you know what I mean he's from our, our and our culture like you know what oh, I mean yeah. <laughs> just to just to move on like that to appear in graphitism that was an inspiring issue man it's funny though because you look back and it's like it's just alright that his work was alright of course but at, at the time it was mind blowing because his new work is like yeah it's mind blowing yeah, I mean yeah it's killer but what a brilliant but stuff. no that was like a I think that that was the moment I thought oh I could go with this and then and then I shot off to um, uh, to do a foundation course. Okay. Right, but then at the foundation course, I, in fine art, doing painting and stuff, and it's going all right, but I didn't really like teaching. Where were you? I was in Kayad. It was called Kayad, Kent Institute of Art and Design. Yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. I got one in Maystone, one in Canterbury, and one somewhere else. I can't, can't remember the third ones, but anyway, they, they closed down now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. They changed the name and they closed the campus that I was in, which was in Maidstone. So I drive there every day and drive back. Yeah. But I took illustration because it was fun. Like you could just joke around, basically. Yeah. Like you know, I'm, I was finding myself really. Right. So I didn't have time to be a serious artist or going into art. I wanted to like do illustrations of stupid shit. <laughs> so I just did that and then. In the, in the time being, I started doing more graffiti again. So I was still doing that, but then I finished my foundation. Yeah. I was just about to finish my foundation, actually. 
and then I got my house raided by BTP. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and my whole life turned upside down because I was going to go to university and uh, I was picking my unis which I wanted to go to and stuff. But then I was looking at like, you know, like two and a half years and all these things they start throwing at you. And some, I was shitting it a bit and then... Where were you, 20 now or something? I was 19. 19. Yeah. Fuck. And then it was just really stupid because they took all my... <laughs> do you know what's funny about it? They took all my uh, GCSE, my A-level books, everything. They took my computer, my mum's computer, took all my... Everything. I had everything in my house, to be fair. Like, yeah. Because, like, you know, it's going to happen, do you? Never. Like, and then... um. Yeah, so I had to go for a court case. Did you finish the foundation? Yeah, I just You stayed finished. on. Like you just managed to finish it and then you get raided. But then I had my court case, so I had to go through the whole process and that took a year and a half. Oh, man. You know, oh, like, fucking... just before knees and all that got done. Yeah. So it's just before then, I'm quite happy. But I hadn't done enough because I was still, like, you know, fucking toy. I hadn't done anything too... Mate. I just started getting into, like, painting trains. I've done a couple of whole cars, like... It just started. To be fair, it was a bit of a lifesaver that I got nicked. Because you were about to roll right in. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And then, um, so I had the court case for a year and a half, and then I got uh, charged and I had to do 250 hours community service, pay two and a half grand fine, like be on probation for a year. So I couldn't go to uni. So I, I took a gap year. Um, and then, of course, my family have always been so supportive. I was going to say, how are they? Well, uh, in, in total, I had my house ready three times. Fuck. That was the third time that, that happened. The other two times. I never was there all three times as well. Shit. I was out. And then, um, they were just really understanding. My dad, he never kicked me out once. Like, they never ever said, right, get out. Mm. Never. None of that. They've always been so supportive. So, but anyway, so my dad was like, well, look, um, what are you going to do? Kind of thing. And I said, well, I'm never going to stop painting. And I had that kind of like, oh, I'm never going to stop. It's my life. Oh, if you played a hard, you played a harmonica. I was like, oh, if, you, if I told you to play the harmonica, would you fucking stop playing it? And he was like, well, no. And I was like, oh, it's the same thing. He was like, oh, it's not the same thing because you're vandalising people's property and stuff. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I was having like teenage, like, end of my teens. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah breakdown and and Everything you're also it's quite it's a it's a big question for a 19 year old yeah. what you're gonna do what do you mean i'm 19 and then i was like i'm gonna yeah. street eyes yeah. she's like what i was like i'm gonna go street eyes like fucking bank to you or like whatever i'm gonna make money for me he's like all right well if you want to do that do it so i was like yeah i will yes dad yeah, yeah i fucking will yeah and then Richard. Mate, I've got into that Secret Wars stuff because I say I was an illustrator. Like, yeah, yeah, so well, you've done so this illustrating thing. The illustrating stuff spoke to those, like, and they were like, I'll come and do some drawing and that. So I did that. So you literally were like, oh, fuck it, I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. it, definitely. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. And what, in, between, in that year and a half, yeah. what were you doing? Uh, working at Pizza Express. Yeah. Just waitering. Waitering, saving up, paying your loot, mate. Paying your debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know, we were mates used to uh, go and go on a, on a Saturday, buy all the papers. Yeah. Because they always had tokens in, you know, that little cut-up bit. Yeah, yeah. Go buy 20 papers each, cut out the tokens. Shut up. And have for the free pizza. Of so course. Every time, because, I mean, cash was still like... It was everywhere at the time. Yeah, yeah. Before. Yeah. So every time someone paid with cash for like two pieces. Oh my God. Bang. And then um, 
That song's coming out about 300 quid. <laughs> what a hustle! Yeah, and my mate, he got, um, he actually got pulled into the office. I'd left by then. Yeah. He's, he, he was going to get investigated for fraud, you know. Oh, fuck. And it all got serious. So. Yeah, but we used to make loads of money. I bet. And then I used to take crates of wine out the back. Yeah. You know, like, and then I stopped <laughs> You had a joyous year then. Oh, like, what about the, I stopped working there. And the weather spoons was opposite. Yeah. So I just watched them all finish finish work. <laughs> and then when they go upstairs to the cashier and I, I knew that they'd always keep the, the disabled door open. So I'd just pop in and grab myself two people of the wine and then pop back over to weather spoon. <laughs> oh god. I've always had that in me, that stupid like drunken stupid. Cheeky swag. Yeah, it's that Kent thing. <laughs> it stays. Kent, I, I understand that. Well, I did it at someone's party. I'm down very embarrassed about it. Oh, mate. Yeah, got drunk, woke up with this £100 bottle of wine. Oh, shit. But it wasn't open, so luckily I went up. So yeah. <laughs> this happened. I've got it safe. <laughs> <laughs> halfway, halfway. Yeah, Didn't go to full But anyway, so like, yeah. and then I had my court case, got that done, finished, and then I started. Uh, he was also like. Um, you know, you've got to do something with it. So I, I decided that I wanted to. I don't know why. I just decided I wanted to do portraits of my mates. So I did a portrait of my mate Joe on the bus. Yeah. And I cut his head out because it was all like you know old writers. Yeah. And kind of defacing it. So I did that, and then I did one, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna." I'm gonna do these. Do this, and then. Uh, my community service was going to stop a month before my 21st birthday so I was like and I was making all this money from Pizza Express you know that so I thought oh I'm going to I'm going to have a show for my 21st birthday I'm going to have an exhibition for my 21st I'm going to paint like eight pieces for it and do it so I found a place down Brick Lane paid like 500 quid I think it was and then for my 21st uh, my whole family chipped in and um, paid 500 quid for behind the bar. Sick. So I had like this little Show. exhibition for my 21st birthday. That's was, amazing. It was, it was wicked. And I got good feedback from it. It was quite... So the, when the um, you linked up with Secret Wars and started illustrating and then you build a bit of a network there, I presume. Yeah, well, it was. So I started doing that, but then uh, the owner, Terry, yeah. he uh, was like, oh, do you want to come on some jobs? So I was like, yeah, cool. Did my first job for Facebook. Wicked. And I got £150 cash. Nice. Go on, tell. Yeah, £150. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, uh, they're boardrooms. Before Facebook had like started. Done it. Do you know what? This was before. This was, this was when my court case was going through. Oh, shit. So it was before my 21st birthday. It was when I was about 2019. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then he started getting me on some jobs. I met people like Jimmy Crayon. Uh, yeah, Tech, Jimmy had moved up. You know, yeah. Like, Tech, uh, fucking hell, uh, yeah. yeah. And they were a lot older than me. Not a lot. A couple of years, though. So. five years. At most, yeah. yeah. Jimmy, yeah. Yeah, yeah Jimmy's, about five years, yeah. I think they are. Um, and then they really took me under their wing. So also, with the what I forget to say is they pushed me. Like I, they, they saw my paintings that I was doing. Yeah. And they were like, you should be doing that, not this. They were quite blunt about it. Jimmy was. Jimmy is. Because, yeah, he's a bit of a fucker like that. But it's good. He'll call you out in the most, in the best way. But So he was like, you should be doing this, mate. You're like, you know, you're like, you're like an illustrator. Yeah. So uh, I was like, yeah, so 
I decided to get that show together. So I was doing the painting and get the show together. In the meantime, I was having the time of my life with Jimmy and Tech and that doing these illustration jobs. Yeah. But for Reebok and that, we went out to Barcelona doing these bread and butter things. It was stupid. It was stupid. But the um, like, Edin? 19 years old. Someone's giving me like 100 euros a day. We're in Spain like to spend on my dinner and that. No way am I going to spend on my dinner. So I was just getting my bread with, with Jimmy and Tech. And they kind of... I always kind of, the last couple of years, I was a little bit like, oh, it's because of them that I'm, uh, I'm the way I am and that I like to pie and stuff. It wasn't. It's not them at all. Yeah. It was you? Yeah, fucking yeah. yeah, of course it was. It was just nice going out with them. You found it they in them as well. They showed me a road. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, so um, I had an amazing time with that lot and uh, they all, they all continued working around that circuit and that. And then, my exhibition happened when I was 21, I had my birthday, and then the next day, a Dutch guy came by and saw it, and he liked it, his name was Jerome, he was a really lovely bloke, and uh, he just wrote to me on the email, I was like, I try to be part of an exhibition in Amsterdam, bring three pieces, so I was like, yeah, he paid for, paid for everything, my petrol, accommodation, and I was like, yeah, so I was out there for, for three days, Yeah, I think it was, and I just like instantly on the night that I landed, I just like loved it. Fell in love Been there before doing a bit of an interrail, but yeah. But this was the time that I, I was out there. I drove out in my car. It was all like an adventure. I'd been on the ferry, yeah. with the art in the back. I was gonna say, yeah, was feeling you feeling like, oh, fuck, I'm doing, I'm this. doing, I'm doing something here. Yeah. yeah. I was feeling so hyped, and, like, and then I got to Amsterdam, and then that happened, and then a week later I got back. And he was like, oh, uh, I, I've got an opportunity for you to have a solo exhibition here if you want to take it. Um, and Red Bull uh, have got these artist studios. Yeah. So you can have one for six weeks. What? So I was like, yeah, so, um, so I went out and um, started working. And I'd, I'd started seeing a, 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 a woman out there. And, um, this guy was just walking down Brick Lane and saw yeah, the. Yeah, mate, he just. That is amazing. He saw the sign, I was like, oh, let's check that out. And he was like, no, nah, I'm alright, thanks. And then she was like, come on, I want to see it. And then he came in, and yeah, that happened. All of a sudden, this yeah, massive so relationship weird, starts. Yeah. Amazing. So, that whole thing, I paid £500, a grand yeah. in total, for the exhibition. Yeah. And that came out of it. Yeah. I ended up, you know. Another mass load of steps. I sold a couple of pieces. Wicked. Well, so, it was all good. Yeah. And, um,. Yeah, it was just, I was just catapulted out to Amsterdam because I saw this opportunity, six weeks. Of course everyone's like, go for it. Yeah. So I went for it and then um, I become friends with uh, the girl I was seeing at the time, her friends and that. And then, cut a long story short, I ended up staying for five years. <laughs> I remember you stayed, I told five, you five, five years. years I could have cut it short a year or two, I think. But you know, but you did five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about four and a half almost five. Wicked, man. Yeah, and so what was that? Amazing. Just art? Yeah, so I went out there and then it was like art. So I had a, I had an ex, another exhibition after that. Uh, I had a show with the Red Bull rooms and then I had another exhibition after that, a couple of about six months later, I come back to, to England, worked in, I had like a studio here. Yeah. Um, 
building up some work to go back out and solo show and it's all like such shit shit work I didn't like it. Well, I didn't like it. Okay. But I was still finding myself actually. Yeah. So I was doing these kind of pieces that uh, were all themed and that, you know, it was all themed around fried chicken boxes and stuff. I remember that. Yeah. But um, it was like a massive success. I like, sold loads of work and stuff, and then I was out there, like, my rent was like 120 euros a month. Oh my god. <laughs> I wonder you stayed and I was five years. Like, oh, what? So for the first. First couple of years, I was like a handyman, you know, like in a gallery and that, just yeah. putting up light bulbs. Wicked. Just putting down as many hours as I could. Yeah. Like, just take three hours to paint the door, stuff like that. All of that, yeah. Yeah, and um, just enjoying Amsterdam. And I knew the people in the bars, so I was just going to bar from bar. I could literally get completely lagging in Amsterdam without spending a penny. You just walk like, and see your mates. I just go from bar to bar, like, and all my mates worked in the bars, so I was just. It's a beautiful city, man. Yeah, it is amazing. I didn't smoke at the time either. No. I smoke now, but yeah, I'm not a big smoker, so I really saw it for something else. Amazing. So that was nice. I mean, I yeah, I think the city's gorgeous, man. It's a beautiful place. Beautiful place. It's really cool. Like, I was out there. I met some other artists. Uh, I was hanging around with a lot of street artists at the time because they were friends with um, Matt's girlfriend. So I met like Chaz and that from the London Police and stuff. Sick. And the, guy, the guy's like, um, he's one of those people that just constantly planning trips and going to places and that. So he was like, come to Miami with me. And then, no, come to Philadelphia and we're going to drive to Miami. So I was like, yeah. And I was about 22. Shut up. Yeah, so I did these mad road trips, like, uh, flew out to Philadelphia and then, well, New York was it. And then we went Philadelphia, New York or, or whatever. Like yeah. And then we went, drove down to Miami for the Wynwood wow, uh, Art Festival yeah. before it got to where it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just partying, like, man, fucking parties. Like, his mates are like the Danny Warhols and that, you know, like the band and stuff. So yeah. I was just, I was 22, I'm with all these people in their mid 30s and they're partying. Kidding I'm, it. I'm meeting yeah. people like, I met Tommy Lee, you know, like, yeah. these crazy people and I'm just like amongst it all, like immersed. Amazing. Yeah, it was really fun. And then back to Amsterdam. And then back to Amsterdam. Sick. Carried on, but then like, and then so my art, a gallery in Amsterdam was interested in art. So he and it was like a high end uh, high end gallery. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm up for that. And then I had to create work, but I had no money, so I had to go and get a job. Yeah. So I, I got a job in a like coffee shop, uh-huh. like selling weed and stuff. It's the easiest job. You just stand behind the counter. Yeah. People bags of weed, they know exactly what Lies. they want, yeah, mate. Yeah. Like, oh, let me see, let me yeah. see, and then all that stuff constantly. Like, uh, just yeah, just really boring, but yeah, good, <laughs> yeah. And then, anyway, so I was doing that. I had a studio. The best thing about Amsterdam was like, I had a studio, it was 30 euros a month. Shut up, it's fucking serious, right? So, they have this thing called anti crack, anti cracks, like anti squat, so, yeah. It's a bit like a Camelot scheme. Right, yeah. Right? But 30 quid. Amazing. Yeah, mate. Per and, space, basically. Yeah, and I was, I was with this, like, 10 artists who were all amazing. Like, Sick Wayne different. Hills, he's, like, um, one of my best friends out there. Just really good artists, and it was really inspiring to be around. That is both. To be, yeah, it was wicked. But at the time, like, I was missing home a lot. Yeah. So I guess, like, in reflection, I probably uh, was going out a lot, drinking a lot, 
drowning my sorrows really because, because I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel yeah you were really in it and uh, yeah and I didn't really I was like oh well, this is it because I've kind of got that I'm a bit of a loyal character so when I when I commit to something I'm in it that's Kent though, isn't it? Yeah, it's stupid. You were brought up that way. <laughs> yeah. You're not stupid, it's just... No, I just like, I want. I should have come home. Yeah. But in reflection, I shouldn't have because I wouldn't be who I am now. I wouldn't have learned a lesson. This, is, this is the thing, man. And it's, it, yeah. it's all about reflection. And like I'm talking about like a new chapter. Yeah. Like now, I, wanna, I want more memories. Yeah. Like, you know. But anyway, so... If no one got hurt, right? If no one got hurt... You, it was fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It doesn't matter. Everyone's all right. Yeah. But no, it's just, um, I was working like from until like three in the morning. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, and then I was waking up. I ended up being a manager of the, like one of the managers of the coffee shop. <laughs> it was wicked. Yeah. It was funny, like, uh, dealing with lots of that. It's a very strange thing as well, because you're dealing with all this hash and this weed and stuff. Like, yeah. It's that chocolate bars or whatever. But it's, it's also very sinister, like. Quite surreal, and then, yeah. It's a strange thing, because it's actually a very, um, it's a very uh, criminal world. Yeah, Cause even though it's illegal, even though it's well, legal there. This is the thing, right, so I'll do a quick rundown. Yeah. 500 grams you're allowed in a shop, mm-hmm. yeah? You're allowed five grams on you as a person. That's a lot. So if you have over 500 grams in the shop, yeah, shut down. Um, it's shut down. You get free strats and shut down. Now, in order to get 500 grams in a shop, are you going to carry them five grams at a time? Oh, fuck. Right? So to get the weed in the shop is illegal. And also, people buying weed and hash... Are buying more than... Buying kilos. Yeah. So to buy the actual product is illegal. To sell it out in front of the shop is legal. So that's the that's the grey area of it all. How so the actually, fuck does it work? Well, basically, if you get caught, they'll just, they do it like this. The Dutch are, you know, money-minded. So I had a friend, I knew a guy out there, and he, um, he got caught growing. Uh-huh. He was English, and um, he'd been out of three years, and they reckon that he'd been doing it for like two years. Right. So they're like, right, we reckon you've done three crops uh, a year, let's say that. For two years, so six crops. All right? values out. Crops, yeah. grand. Yeah. So like 108 grand. You asked 108 grand. Fuck. And then so that you basically have to pay it back somehow. Yeah. Or leave the country and don't bother, or go to prison. And it's like 108 grand, or go to prison for like two weeks. What? Yeah, it's like, so so weird because I guess they can't really come down it. Because, what can they do? Yeah, if, you, if, you, if it's legal to sell them, it's just. A, I mean, the court battles must area. be a fucking nightmare yeah, out there. Yeah, they must be ongoing constantly. Yeah, and it's a funny old thing as well because like all the hash and that's not from there, obviously. So it's, it's just weird. It's, but anyway, it was nice insight into that world. Crazy. Like, it was cool. It, like, yeah. I found it, I always find things really interesting. Uh, criminally criminal stuff. Right. I've never thought about an Englishman working in a Dutch coffee shop. Yeah, it's, that it's is now, a fucking. They're all expats. If you want a job out in Amsterdam, yeah. that's, that's the job to get. You get like, I was getting 160 euros a shift and I was Fuck. working from like, what, seven till three or eight. Damn. Yeah, it's chill. 
it's nuts, man, to come from a country where it is so. I mean, I know it's changing now, but it's been so frowned upon and undercount and you know, it's just fully illegal. The, to, the Dutch don't really dab me too much. No. They're always going on about hash. Mm. You know, they love that stuff. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I, I was signed up to this gallery. Yes. Out there. And they were like, you need to get a body of work together. So I started just banging it out. Like, got that work, got a job to, on. Trying to do the best stuff I could. Yeah, what was that? Well, I, I had this whole series uh, about swans, right, at the red light district. Yes. Because I love the um, contrast. Because even though in the red light district, there's, there's couples of swans. And apparently swans, uh, like once they have a mate, they don't. They, yeah, they stay together forever. Yeah. And like that loyalty yeah. amongst the red light and sinister aspect of that just fascinated me. I thought the contrast was just really beautiful. So I started doing that, but then the guy who was running the gallery was like, he comes in my studio one day, and I've done one of the best paintings I've ever done. And he's like, oh, what's this? And I was like, I'm gonna do like a whole series about this. And he's like, no, don't do it, it's not gonna sell, do it. Shut me down. My heart was broken because I was so up for it. Fuck. Yeah, and then so I started doing these other paintings. And then of course it was, it was funny, like I got all the work together. I had the exhibition, and obviously that one sells straight away. And he's like, oh, you should have done more of these. Oh, you fucker. No, no, just at that point, my love for that person was, and I also I learned a, meh, a very valuable mistake that I must always remember, is you know what best Fuck other people. Fuck, don't fuck their opinion, right? No. But opinions are fine. If you've got a, like a path that you want to go down, yeah. you want to get a, a body of work together, and your heart is set on it, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. The thing is, you learn good. from the other end. You learn whether it was a success or publicly if well, it didn't it. work. But you have to learn yourself. You, try and do you it. can't be put off. You no. can't be told no. You've got to finish it. And this, and the thing is, especially as an artist, put me in a agency in a, as a at the creative desk. Yeah. Tell me what I'm creating for this brand is wrong, and I should be going down a different route. Fine. Yeah. yeah. But not as an artist, not, mate. Artist. not me in my studio. The whole point of being like, yeah. what the fuck you want. Yeah. So when someone comes and does that, it's like your heart, your heart's completely broken, mm. and you're like, I, th- I think I lost a lot of love for art then. Yeah. Because I was like, shit, if this is the, like, if this is how it is, I don't really want to be in it. Like, if people are going. So anyway, experiences are crazy, aren't they? Yeah. After that show. I was turning 26 or something like that. Got myself a dog, most importantly. Because I was, I was so lonely, yeah? Yeah. I missed all my mates and stuff. I didn't see coming back anytime soon, so I got myself a dog. How, so what, how, how did you get the dog? I went and bought him in Friesland. Yeah. Fuck, man, it cost me so much. Basically, yeah. My ex-girlfriend wanted an English Stafford. Yeah. And I was like, well, we can just get one from the shelter. But then I was like, we should get a puppy really because it was her first dog. Yeah. Nice to do it all. Yeah. Uh, but she wanted a pedigree staff. So I had to drive to Friesland and get it. And it cost me 1,500 euros. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. 1,500 euros. And you can, you can get staff down fantasy, mate. <laughs> but I wouldn't it's show millions. you for the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it was my birthday present. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of bought it for my birthday present. Lovely. And then uh, everything went downhill. That was really good for the relationship because you start looking at each other like we don't want to be able to have kids. Yeah. So I was like, bang. This ain't working. Let's cut this out. Yeah. Let's, let's stop bullshitting in. And then I had my notice in at work. I was going to stay in Amsterdam, but then my ex-girlfriend at the time, and we're friends. Okay. Like we're friends. 
it's, it's, we're, we're good friends. Good. She was like, you don't want a beer. Like, don't do it because you feel like defeated or anything like that. Like, go. And I, I was like, yeah, all right. It's not, it's not defeated. But I was like, in a month, because I've got, I'm not going to drop out of my work like that. I've got to hand him a notice. Yeah. Like, I'm not fucking him over. Yeah. It was nice because she let me stay at the house for that. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, and then uh, I just, I come back and I've never been like so happy. Yeah. Like going away and everything is so fun. And like you see life from a different perspective. You see, you start to resent and hate English people at the start. Yeah. At, at the start, you do. You're like, you fuck that culture. Yeah. Fuck that, yeah. So, the rest of it, da da da. And you start thinking like the rest of Europe, right? <laughs> it's really bad. And then, um, what I did, what I liked about Amsterdam is if you go in a bar on your own, someone will say, "What's your name? Where are you from? Have a drink." Wicked. In England, you go in on your own and you say, "All right, mate." They're like. Who are you? Like, yeah. Don't talk to me. What? Or just yeah. turn away like yeah. Nata. Yeah, Nata is a nut. Nata. Yeah, I'll get that. But, but then anyway, it's like, so I love that. And then when I come back to England, what I, I remembered was like the crack. Man, you can tell a joke as fast as you like. Everyone gets it. Everyone laughs. Yeah. Call me like cunt. Yeah. It's, it's like acceptable. It's, it's fine. It's funny. Yeah. Out there, I was in a bar once, and me and my mate Reggie's English, he calls me a cunt or whatever. And this guy gets involved, he's Dutch, he's like, hey man, hey, you don't talk to your friends like that. And I'm like, oh mate, no, it's no, fine. No, it's fine. It's, no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's English humor. It's, it's, it's sexy humor. He's like, no man, this is not cool. And I'm like, just went on and on. Yeah, and yeah, on. yeah. And I was like, oh no. God. Yeah. <laughs> leave it out. <laughs> leave it out. Try and love Reggie, yeah. Try and love with his cunt. Yeah, it's just that that's that's where like I couldn't take it anymore. Like I used to I used to have to slow down the way I, I spoke. Um my mates when I used to come back to England used to take a piss out of me because I had this weird like half Dutch, half English accent. <laughs> slow like, down. Send me high major of it. Yeah. Yeah, go. Hey, would you like um would you oh, fuck no. That, you just, fuck no, yeah, it was just guys, wrong. Guys, would you like some guys? And it started coming out. And when that started, I was like, mate, this needs to stop. Can't be shishing at the end of the fucking words. Guys. No, from Kent, not from fucking Utrecht. And then so when I come back, it was just so nice to go in a pub and have a full-on laugh yeah like you can't beat that English like sense of humour and the pub culture some people are into it some people aren't yeah but I am and yeah I love it's like therapy yeah you go in a pub with your dad and his mates your mates and your mates whatever nothing is a problem everything alleviates but mate it's all left outside know, if someone's dying it's like Basically, as soon as they find out they're going to die, everyone's around them uh, basically saying, I'm so sorry you're, you're going to die. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, so sad. In, in England, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, you'll be right. <laughs> you'll be fine, mate. Fine, mate. Right, right, mate. You'll be fine. We'll get everything this way. I've got two weeks to live. Shut up, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. You'll be fine. And it's that, like, English, English, <clears throat> like, oh, I just fucking love that so much. It's um yeah, it's a it's a pride, but it's 
it's we don't dwell on things. We don't no. we don't make things serious, even though they are deadly serious. Literally, yeah. it's like we comfort each other. It few humor. Yeah, we comfort each other. Like you know, it could be worse. That. Mate, that's that's like our motto. It could, could be, be worse. worse. It's true. You know, you just lost your leg. That could be worse. Mate. Could be worse. Dead. Get that. Yeah. I've spoken. So it was just so nice to get back to that, and also to come back. I was super depressed and all the rest of it, and to come back to my friends who were all like that, who opened their arms up. Yeah. And took me in, like I, I had a good couple of months, like staying on people's sofas and I was living with my family yeah. they're amazing but I needed my friends I had my, one of my best friends Matt he, he, he let me stay on the sofa like every week and they just got me so inspired again like so that whole that those last bits in, in, in Holland like the you know the gallerist and the way the show went and it's a, it's a bit of a bit of taste and then the girl and you know yeah. the relationships and all that was hold on one sec what is the matter with uh, you Bree's Bree's just been you're being a bit bossy like anarchist get on your bed now and settle Bree come on Bree come on story. Come, come on, on. move and Wait, settle now bedtime she's got to go to see some yeah <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, when I'm here, every dog starts acting up. <laughs> My girlfriend's dog was so good. Acts up, acts up. Corrupt them all. Swear to be <laughs> free. Yeah, be free. <laughs> Make your own decisions. But yeah. So the, the last um, the last couple of months in Amsterdam were like. Uh, so you came back with a bit of a heavy heart. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, oh fuck you! Hate women, hate everything. Yeah. Hate life, hate art. Yeah. Don't hate my friends. It's lovely to see them. Yeah. Yeah, and they just, just totally picked me up. And, and you know, it's that thing. So my mates were like, what are you talking about? Fucking. Come on. Go paint some pictures. Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you? Don't be a cunt. Yeah, don't be a cunt. <laughs> so yeah. they just did it. Yeah. And then it, so I just started, started banging out paintings again and, and working hard. And my family behind me, like, you know, they were like, we can, we can help you out to find your feet and all that. So, um, and then I, I I got connected with Terry again. He, he started giving me some jobs because obviously, like I'll talk about it. As an artist, you need an income. Mate, you've got to make sure. I'm not selling paintings. And even if I am selling paintings, mate, one of my paintings takes like a month or so. Yeah. So if I sell it for, let's say, a painting for for three grand, and it takes me two months, it's like fucking ten p an hour. Yeah, it's minimum wage. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you've got, mate. You've so got he's, a fucking. He's got me back brilliant. in work. He's got me working. I've, I've been. I'm doing some of, you know, some big bits. And then, um, so I found my feet. I'm getting some money again. And then I start creating some work. And then I think, fuck it. I'm gonna do that thing that I did when I was 21. I'm gonna rent space. So I, I get in touch with a gallery. Yeah. Who then says, don't rent the space. We want you to have an exhibition. Right, and then I get all my work together, and one of them is a co- uh, like a lottery ticket. Uh huh. Uh, a cocaine rat. Yeah, so yeah. it's got the creases in and all yeah. that. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, um, we can't show that one. So I'm like, what do you mean you can't mm. show it? And like, we can't show it. We can show you how to cover that. So. I was like, it's just a painting, it's not fucking real. Yeah. And also... It, what? It's a, it's a piece of art. Yeah, like, what you I'm want trying to document it. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway, um, 
I said, all right, no, I'm sorry, I come in. So I was like, all right, well, uh, I'm not having a show. And it was quite like late on to pull out. Yeah. And I was like, no, fuck it. So then, so I did that. And then in my usual mentality of like having the last say, I decided to do a whole exhibition about Coke. So I started doing these little Coke studies, which just like tiny uh, paintings of lines of coke and they I was like right I'm selling for 60 quid which is the price of the gram I made like 350 <laughs> something like that and then uh, I did like a load more rap paintings then I did some uh, some scenes you know it's documenting and also I wanted to talk about it because I see it as such a problem it's massive it's a big problem I see friends I see friends die from it yeah. I see people addicted to it every single person like even like you go in the pub with your dad and there's people in the pub that are 65 it's not doing getting coking yeah yeah yeah, yeah of course um but so hang on one sec right you you paint in oils yeah right and then those little the coke the little 60 pound paintings what were they yeah oils was that oils as well yeah. you studied illustration you didn't study fine art so how did you learn to use oils uh youtube Shut up. No, seriously. Uh, and why did you choose it? I, uh, I, because when I was in the gallery in Amsterdam, the, the, the serious one, he was like, if you want to sell your work for a lot of money, then you've got to start being worth money. So your linen has got to be worth money. Your paints have got to be worth money. You've got to start working in oils. Like oils are the pin of like, the top. Yeah. And it's true. I think it's true anyway. And how, I believe it. Yeah. And the, how the, do you... Like the colours, everything. Yeah. You know, a tube of oil paint's like 40 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some of them. Yeah. That's More. Another thing. If you know, if you've got like, that's a good thing about the free world. Yeah. If you've got like mates in that world, be like, oh mate, I'll give you 300 quid. Yeah. Go in that shop and... <laughs> <laughs> no, go and do what you do. <laughs> yeah. I'll be, I'll be here. <laughs> no, so like... Um, but so it's you... It's perfect, it's the perfect medium. And he told me that I had to, if I want to sell paintings for thousands of pounds, they better be worth money before I even paint. Yeah. So the linen, I was spending like three, four hundred pounds on a roll of linen. I was stretching all the bars and that, the stretcher bars. Yeah. Basically, my canvases are costing a hundred pounds. Straight away. Before I've even put paint yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the oils is the only way forward if you want to make your paint. How long did it take you to figure out how to use it? Uh, hour. Seriously? Yeah. And then and then is it a matter of mate, you like, figuring your style? Doing? Serious? Mate, I was like, what the fuck have I been doing? Like, acrylics, like, things drying out, man. With oils, mate, it's just like, it's like breathing. You just <sighs> put it on and then get another brush. Looks real. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've started painting rougher because I don't like that realism so much. So I've started, uh, that's another thing. That's what I'm saying about the start. I've done my 10 year apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a paint. Yeah. So I was painting with oils, I thought I was good at it, and I weren't. Uh, from YouTube. But those fucking, like the rap paintings so, though, man. All you've got to do is once you learn the basics of oils, dark to light, etc., uh, fat, um, fat over thin, uh -huh. as soon as you've got that, it's all up to you to learn. 
You can't learn. So it's up to you how you use it. You'll figure your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I figured it out to my ability. Yeah. And I figured it out the way I enjoy painting and what works best for me. So now I'm ready to to, to go. But those, like the rap painting, I know that painting of the lottery ticket. Yeah. That was intense. Yeah, it was a funny one as well because I've got a lot of feedback and a lot of uh, feedback for the wrong reasons and a lot of people liking it for the wrong reasons. I didn't do that whole scene, like, I didn't do that exhibition to glorify drug use, no. right? I did, I did it because I wanted, it was a commentary on, yeah. on the subject, yeah. like, why? Like, I wanted to know why people looked at it and thought it was cool. Did yeah. you think it was cool because you think cocaine is cool or did you think it was cool because I caught a moment? Yeah. I wanted to know that and a lot of people, even buyers, People bought it because they loved coke. But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't do it for that. part. Of, some people were thinking it was a celebration. Yeah, and it weren't. It weren't. It was. I, I was trying to point light at yeah. a subject that I, I was trying to ask why it's okay. Because what kind of spurred the painting that I did the first one? I was um, watching MTV, depressed. Uh-huh. Like, and. This I love the Coco track came on. Oh god! And it's eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, fucking. There's no parental guide on the TV. Just flip on MTV. MTV. There's a guy with a mountain of like fucking fake cocaine on the table. Girls in bikinis. It's eleven o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, why is that acceptable? And if I'm um, sorry this is why I did the exhibition it was after I did that painting I had the argument with the gallery yeah 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 yeah. I was like why is this acceptable to have this on TV at 11 o'clock but they won't show my painting yeah. in a gallery so that's why I did that that's why you've done the, the full show yeah, yeah. Like, oh. this is ridiculous because it's just painting and I was documenting and I just find it it's so weird in society that uh, we see these things all the time all the rappers everyone all the grime artists they're all just talking about selling drugs like shooting each other stuff like that right and it's a problem I've literally man I'm, I've, I'm, I've I have this chat quite often with people who had the chat last week with Flip Tricks about this and the content of music I think we've got to be careful with and I, I understand you know Flip Tricks brought it to the point of you know society is making these kids and he and he's, he's right yeah I'm, I'm sorry though man there is I love hip hop I just and, I, and I'm fully down with the stories because I think it helps but there's too much glamorization, man. I know it's been going on for a long time, but it's really corrupted yeah, these youth, and also, man. Also, people are literally going to prison and that yeah. in order to come off out glamour. Off and glamour. start being a fucking Yeah, rapper, yeah, yeah. Right? Off glamorization, not yeah. off, not off a reality of no, need, it's, it's, not it's off the fact that I can't. My mum's not feeding me. My yeah. brother's starving. I better go out and make some money. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's cool. I need it for Snapchat. Yeah, but I've got a lot of issues with that kind of stuff. You know that. I have, you know the whole stop and search thing. Mm. People might hate me for this and disagree with me, but mate, the people that try and sell me drugs and stuff, yeah, there's a certain type of person that stops me in the street five times a night around South London and that. And then there's a certain type of person that stands on the corner. If you're going to get stopped by the police, it's because you're standing on the corner or you're selling drugs. Like, you know, it's just hand in hand. Yeah. So it's difficult. That whole stop and search thing, I, I get it if you're just an innocent person. Well, the, the, un- like, the unfortunate... Yeah, mate, I get... Man, he's fucking mental. Like, 
it's the bias that comes with it is the problem. Is that's the problem with it? Is that it's not unbiased? Is that's the reason it's an issue with society? Yeah. Is because it's yeah. if the police did their job right and the numbers weren't stacked a certain way, I think people would agree more. Yeah. I don't know to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I want I want these fucking knives and guns off the fucking street. And I'm like, I like, know, that's what I, I want. My, my my relationship with police is not like healthy. <laughs> no, but. I just, it's a funny one, like this whole, this whole glamorization of, um, this, of bullshit. Yeah. But that was why you did the, the, the coke paintings was a highlight, this thing in society. Yeah. Um, it was definitely just a, a commentary. Yeah. And I wanted to see people's reactions and I wanted to see what their thoughts were. It was more, the, the exhibition itself was actually more the piece of art. Yeah. The yeah. yeah, it was a statement in a, in a, as one piece. Exactly. Yeah. Look what we're looking at. Look what we're glamorizing. Look what we enjoy. Yeah. What? Yeah. The, this is hard to see in the gallery. Yeah. You find it's weird that it's in the gallery, but yeah. Yeah. you see it on TV. Well, let's be yeah. let's be serious. It's probably in the toilet right now. Yeah, probably. It's probably in the gallery's toilet right I now. Yeah. 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 People are doing it right now everywhere, and also it's like you've got these TV programs on it. You've got all these things on it. Everything. It's, it's, Mate, this day and age, I can't believe that pretty much every single documentary on the TV is about drugs. Yeah. Mate, I went on, I've got that Now TV. Yeah. All the documentaries. All drugs. Nothing's like, nothing's about like, Mate, it's just, like, when, artists, nothing's about musicians. When you find those good programs, oh, it's blessed. I, I loved, I loved the Reeves and Morton, what was it? Reeves and Mortimer fishing program oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, fucking exactly. amazing yeah, it was just fresh, like, oh, fresh, oh, fresh TV yeah it's just all everything's about um, either the gun culture in, in England or the drugs it's just like they're not doing any favour I think it's so irresponsible of uh the, the, the TV like, <laughs> the people making channels. the programmes man it's so irresponsible also I think that about films to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. I think a lot of films like things like Scarface and that people forget that they're fictional films yeah. I, it's a joke like I was in Amsterdam not so long ago and there was a coke rap floating about and the coke rap had Scarface on it <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate! So <laughs> I just, I, I, you know what? I'm not. I'm not offended by the drug culture, and I, I don't. I, I don't care what people take. If they want to take it, take it. I'm really not bothered. It's up to you. I, I smoke cannabis every day. Yeah. I love cannabis. Yeah. I don't see it as a drug. Actually, I see it as a plant. But either way, yeah. people label it a drug. My girlfriend calls it a drug. Yeah. At home, it's, it's a drug. Yeah. To me, it's not. Anyway, one thing that surprises me though with drugs, with class A drugs, the powders, right? Is that we live in the most capitalist world we've ever lived in yeah how can you be sure that that fucking powder is meant to be what it's meant to be without any regulation yeah now we if and if money's to be made it's to be made out of cocaine yeah right you're not getting 100% cocaine you're not getting 90 80 70 I can't I don't see how in this day and age and the way how greedy this world is yeah it's surprising when you look at it like that and I'm, that's that's what I don't mind people take I, I don't take drugs myself I've, I've done it's, class A you know, so I'm not funny, that guy it's weird to think that they try and protect people because like what the fuck like 
they don't give a shit about people but for some reason they do when it comes to drugs no, it, well, I think the main thing is because they're missing out on the tax money and they're yeah, bitter yeah, about yeah. it <laughs> it's just that I don't think drugs should be legal I can't, I can't really un- I don't un- know my whole notion on the fact whether drugs should be legal or not but I know I feel I don't care if people take drugs it's up to them yeah. I'm just shocked at the 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 amount that people take and the disregard for what you're actually taking like you don't know what you're taking and alright cool my weed could be grown and there could be some pesticides on it but I tell you what I know a lot of fucking growers and my shit comes from the fucking source yeah. pretty much most of the time so I know my weed is clean yeah you wouldn't like, know that about the other you're never gonna know that about coke you never know the first round it goes through, through fucking petrol in them forests yeah mate yeah. and then what happens like come on man you're taking this fucking bullshit powder it's you kill uh, you crazy it's a, it's a mad one and, mad one uh, I think, I think that is a good generation though especially I, I think we've all got a bit lost I see my mates everyone's got a bit lost they've, they've, people get bored so they, they, they turn towards that kind of thing yeah I've, I, yeah, I've been there man I can't obviously I've done cocaine man I've been in that world a bit and, but people get bored mate it's it, it's become way too accepted as far as I'm concerned it's too much it's too accepted like weed is yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty much on the same level mate it's a, it's a strange one like, I think I think you painting those pieces um, was it successful yeah it was I sold listen so again I paid for that space for three days yeah I was like I, 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 I don't care about the opening the reason why I was doing it was to to get some light upon shed upon me from from galleries to see if yeah. anyone was uh, willing to to take my work on because yeah. I'm not knocking at all these doors I'd rather have a show and, and send it to them and, and you want people to come to you and say and not in a big headed way it's just that yeah. genuine that way well, isn't like it like in terms of sales and that yeah I made more money than I've ever made ever so it worked <laughs> yeah it worked it cost me 500 quid for the space again um, all my prints sold out I've had 60 prints they're going at 60 pounds fucking hell killing I did everything for 60 pounds the prints were 60 pounds the small ones were 60 pounds yeah the price of the gram so why would you bother spending a 60 yeah. pound a gram when you can buy one of my, my bits piece of art you know? and I look yeah. at the people that follow my work and a lot of people want real paintings off me yeah they can't afford them. Yeah. the big ones not because I'm expensive but because they're so much to cost yeah it's a value then and yeah. um so that's why I did the small ones so then instead of buying a print you could get an original yeah for the price of a gram genius idea yeah man. people went mad for it it was good and quite nice because that thing's my thing it's quite I'll tell you what would be nuts when was that? four years ago no five. I think it was about two years ago two years three. oh yeah no it was yes sorry it was three. I think it was 2015 do you know what it'd be nuts to chat to people who went to that show right and, and ask them whether they did cocaine and what it was like buying that piece and how do they feel about cocaine mm-hmm. since having this on your wall yeah because if you've got this if you do coke right mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't that constant reminder of yeah because I, I wonder what overpowering yeah like 100 on the back wall and it was and they were black the small ones yeah, were black, black with black the white frames. yeah white and I, I framed them all so then there was a little one yeah. cross between them nice it was quite hard to do that and then um, I had a lot of people buying it buying those who were ex-drug users right yeah Yeah. I had someone in California powerful he, he, bought, he bought like four of me or something and um, it was to remind him every day of, of you know yeah that. That is, that is a body yeah, of work that's man that's nice to that's nice to hear because and I think that's yeah that's kind of what you want to hear not that you, you want to hear the point is it was social commentary yeah, yeah. let's talk use it as a reminder like yeah that. that's boom because when you see it like that it's kind of disgusting yeah 
Right, so when you've got the thought in your head, gonna get some. Yeah. If you look up at that disgusted image, yeah. it might click you out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was a good show though. Sick. Went well, and like since then I haven't had an exhibition or nothing. But you've been doing other bits of work though. You, yeah. You yes. got into. I started doing bronze, so I I, I I had enough of painting. I needed a break from it because I burnt myself out a little bit, and I didn't want to get to that point of hating painting because I never want to stop painting. You love it. So I have to But you need the break. Yeah. And, and for me, I think the next step after painting is sculpture. Like, not shit sculpture. Like, it's a bit mean to say that, but I think well done sculptures, like bronze and marbles are like, when you look at all the kind of... It's like acrylics to oils. Yeah. Is what exactly. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the next step. So yeah, yeah. I had this idea of doing this chip sculpture, falling chips. And then I was trying to do it in wood, trying all these ways of doing it. And then I got in contact with Foundry and they gave me a quote of like five grand. Wow. And I was like, man, I haven't got five grand. So I've got this thing about me. It's the same as painting everything. I've, I get so into it and I want to get, I want to learn myself. Like I don't want anyone. I, I'm a little bit um, narcissistic. Like I think I could do things better. I don't think narcissistic is the right word. And it, maybe you still want to do it better, but... Maybe it's a pride thing. It's I'm a, like, I don't want you touching that. Yeah, it's fine. I'll do it. I've got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... Um, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah. So it's I not narcissistic. Like, it was like five grand. I was like, do you know what? I'll figure it out. So I was like, right, Google, bronze casting course, went to Wales, did a course for five days. Shut sick. up. Yeah, like, I'll give you the... the Amazing. Go to Wales. It's through the British Arts Council. Yeah. Um... So you get five days there, nine to five, you learn how to do bronze casters and that. Then wow. you, get, you do like all the wax works. And then in the evening, like they project like a movie on the side of the house. Uh, like you camp out, you camp there, they've got showers and that. And then like Amazing. drink, smoke, joints. Just chill. Yeah, chill. And there's a lot How many people on the course? I think there's about 12 on my course. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Well, I'm like kind of older people as well, but they're that's, all safe. Like. That's beautiful, man. A small team, yeah, Wales. So good. What yeah. The fuck I mean, is... I was going down the local pub. Of course, I'm always getting in myself into these situations, meeting people, like coming back at like three in the morning after meeting some crazy, like bare knuckle gypsy <laughs> who invited me back to his house for us. All his rings around his neck for all the What? Yeah, it's crazy guy, and yeah, I think managed to get a picture of him because we were painting. Yeah. He had his dog with him. Wow, awesome dog. Good. And then uh, anyway, so yeah, you're there for five days, and then you come out at the end with these little bit like bronze bits. So then, then I was like, right, I've learned the wax bit. I'm gonna set up the wax work at my house, and I'm gonna start this fucking chip sculpture. I'm gonna do this because I said to him, "Can I come back? I'll pay you, and I'll come back and have private." tuition brilliant so then i got my wax ready and then i went back to him of course i'd missed one bit so again you know like basically last year i just i had so many failures yeah it, it crushed me i fuck it hurts so like i made all these wax sculptures but i hadn't mixed the wax right i hadn't mixed a different type of wax with the wax so it was really brittle Ouch. So then I took all the stuff there, it's falling apart, smashing all over the place. He's trying to shell it because you shell it with like a ceramic shell, then you melt the wax out and then you pour your bronze in. But but anyway, so I come out that bit disheartened because I thought I was going to have all these things done. But through that, I've learned these things again. And then I got home 
And I was like, right, start again. Again, it's the immediacy. We're thinking we need it now. It's like, no, no, go and learn this first. No, I got home yeah. and, and then my dad's a welder. So he was like, oi, let's fucking make a foundry. I was like, yeah, you reckon we could do it? He's like, yeah, get, get the YouTube out. Get a fucking YouTube out. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's get a YouTube out. So I get a YouTube out and we just YouTube out to make a furnace. Fuck off. Yeah, mate, make a furnace. Uh, the, the guy from the, the, the casting calls gave me a, a great link for, um, you know, like materials and stuff like that in, in Birmingham. So I just went online, I bought myself, I spent £600 on materials. Yeah. My course was £500, so we're looking at £1,100. Yeah. Anyway, so we build this furnace. And we melt our first bit of bronze, like straight up. Pour it, it's wrong, but you know, learning again. And then I just start going at it for about a couple of weeks. And then, yeah, I, and then I ended up with this fucking chips cup. You got it. Done it. And it cost me 1100 quid instead of six or five or six grand over my six. And you know how to and do now it I know now. How to use that and you've stuff. got your own yeah. foundry. But you know what? The bronze stuff is heartbreaking, mate, because. Like one out of every three or four pieces you do will make it. It's, it's success hard, rate is hard then. Heartbreaking. What happens? Oh, you have like what the molds? All things here, yeah, molds break or like you, you wax and melt out, and some of the shell from inside will crumble. It's just like oh, it's fucking hard. But luckily, I've got some mates who work in foundries, and they give me some pointers. So I am gonna go at it again. Parker, what an experience, yeah. man! Mate, it was so cool, and like to have these bronze sculptures. It's very fulfilling, and, and you, you think like, oh yeah, I'm going in the right direction. So now I can do oil paint. Now I can put together like good bronze. And then I've always, I've just, and then I start. I'm not happy with the bronze because the the problem with bronze, you can patina it and get different colours, yeah. Yeah. And all that, but it don't really age like say steel. Yeah. And. I'm fascinated at the moment with uh, like pop culture and stuff like that and um, degrading and uh, the way it's wearing out and things are changing, cultures change, everything changes and it erodes, you know? And that's what I love about steel. So steel, you can rust it and stuff like that. And obviously my old man's a welder, so I, I had to say like, right, listen, I know the world a little bit, but you need to give me some we bump heads when it comes to like teaching, so he gave me like days. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I hate it. Oh, that's it. That's enough. So now, like, and then I, I've decided to start working with steel and stuff like that because I needed a break from painting, and I wanted to work with my hands. So you know, steel's where so much fun to work with. Where has this like you've basically gone and done a fine art course yourself? Yeah, pretty much. You've got an experience and you're experiencing these things that you get to do now, through... I, I, every now and again, I, I think, oh, maybe I'm going to go to art school now. Is that a thought still? Yeah, when I listened to your interview with Bill, the other yeah, day, yeah. I might have to talk to him about it. Because, Seriously, uh, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. You I, know what? I, it's been very interesting watching people go, mm. and especially later in age. But the only reason I want to go is because I want a contact from that fucking... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that's the only reason I want to go to art school. So when I come out, I can get some contact. Yeah. It's, so, it's bollocks, isn't it? I think there's, there's, you'll get a lot out of it. The experience, I think, is great. And the things you get to play with and work with are great. Because you've but got at the that, same that, time. That badge on you. It's the badge. Approaching. Yeah. It's yeah. stupid. But anyway. Is it, and you've done it yourself. Yeah. 
But so I've just been going ahead and uh, doing work and then I'm ready now to paint again. And then of course, I was drunk the other night, having a day off, and I wrote to this, a, a thing popped up about a gallery. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're bringing a new gallery out, and I said, oh, because uh, I knew her from the past, from Miami. Okay. And I said, oh, uh, let me show a piece. And, you know, I'm a DM on the Instagram. This is where Instagram comes in. <laughs> so quick. I like, I like. Yeah, and then she, she wrote back to me and said, oh, we'd, we'd love that, like send me an email. So then I sent her an email with some new pieces and that, and so then she's like, let's let's do a solo show. Like, fuck being part of a small show, let's do a solo show. So I'm in talks, because obviously I haven't finalised it and stuff yeah. like that, but that's just lit, lit me up. And that all... Now I am motivated to work, because there's a gallery that, finally, I found a gallery that I fit in, that will show my work and is smiling and brave and enough honest, and thought yeah, about mate, you as well they're up for it yeah they're up for it so no doubt I am like I'm I'm so on it I'm so ready to get to work and I've got all these like, must be now, very like, refreshing I have these bronze and these steel like I'm maturing my head to start creating pieces I've started creating pieces that are a little bit more political and stuff like that okay a little bit more of a reflection of uh, current situations and also quite personal I've started doing a lot of pieces that are reflections on on the past so uh, the, my Kentish past so I was doing these kind of cover up pieces where you um, I was using a lot of words and stuff like that which um, I'd then cover over but you can still see through it okay. so I started off um you know, like people who said racist chants and stuff like that, they might not like be like it anymore, but that scar's there for yeah. themselves. They know they said it, yeah. and they know it's there. Yeah. So I started just banging out these small pieces and also these 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 names that can't be erased. So I sprayed John John Tyndall. He's a fella from from the National Front. Yeah. I think it's one of the originators of the uh, BMP uh-huh. uh, in tar tar uh, under body seal like graph paint yeah and um, I wrote his name on on the canvas because I wanted to to research him and start doing some research about because this resurgence of racism really it's crazy I'm curious about mm. like why and how what the fuck yeah um, and then I sprayed over the name of why obviously it comes through so then it's like you try and eradicate something and it keeps coming through just like this racism this National Front and that like National Front are having a fucking revival revival what the fuck so so then I've, I've done this piece after that with a metal I wanted to, to work with metal so I beat um, the old National Front um, logo into a metal sheet with the Union Jack because they used to do the Union Jack hammer and front and middle yeah so <laughs> Mate, I just got a sheet of metal, a bit of wood and a rubber mallet and started like hammering some metal and seeing what I could do. And then I had to cut out a steel template of the National Front logo. My studio looks like a fucking Nazi camp. That's <laughs> 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 So I've got this like, this massive National Front like uh, cut out 
Yeah. Of steel, it's serious. And I was like laser cut because yeah. I don't have the money. I've done it all with a grinder and that. Yeah. Like, Where'd you get that laser cut? I was like, no. fuck, I ain't got that money. Hand shit. Yeah, I was just doing it with my hands, mate. And then um, I hammered hammered the, the piece of steel over the National Front, so it's now embossed. Wow. And then over the top of it, I've painted um, the UKIP um, logo, which fits absolutely perfect in the same position. And how I see it is, I know UKIP isn't the same, right? But how I look at it, I'm the great fan. Right? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Let's not let's not be yeah. silly. I, yeah, I grew up around this shit. Yeah. And what I've grown up with around National Front stuff, I've seen that where I lived, there was a lot of that shit. You know exactly what it is. I know what it's about. Yeah. And I know where Nigel Farage comes from. Right. And he comes from John Tyndall. He comes from that way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not very good at talking about it or... or Verbalising it. Yeah, verbalising it. So that's the way, that's what an artist is, right? That's what we do. We create pieces of work to try and talk about a subject. I'm really fucking amazed at how you, without any training, you've managed to do these things. Like even... um, pulling a concept from your brain and conveying it to a piece like that's hard to do man it's hard to come up with the idea and then hard to then turn it into and figure out how to make it something and people majority of people get trained to do that yeah but do you know what it is how are you doing this like so I'm like I'm not I, I'm not one of those kind of ADHD ADD people uh-huh. that need to I need to do something right uh, otherwise I go mad, like I get depressed and I anxious, turn, I turn, tense. I turn my mind to, to stupid things. I do stupid things. Right. So I have to keep myself occupied and 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 create. If I don't create, man, I fucking go and kill myself. Wowza. Like I had to create in order to to be happy and not do anything silly. Yeah, and also the satisfaction you get after creating, and you've got something in front of you after you've created. It's unparalleled to any other thing. And then you go out and you're happy. You see your mates, you're happy. You see your girlfriend, you see your mum and dad, you're happy. Like It's it's so important for me to Art wins. Happy. Art have, wins every create. battle. So sometimes, a lot, you know, you have stuff you create and then at the end you're like, why the fuck did I create that? Because it's shit, but you had to create it. Mm. Because if you didn't create it... <clears throat> you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying them now. Mm. I've started painting a lot in this room and I haven't painted properly. Mate, and I'm I'm like getting to a stage in a painting or I, I try and finish every painting I start, yeah. even if I know I fucked up three quarters of the way in, I try and finish it and then I'll be like, cool, you fucked up next. I, I'm yeah. cool with it. You, I, I'm totally like... It's I'm getting to that stage. Now. Yeah, like, it's, If you want to get one good bit... Keep going. Just keep going. It's never going to be right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you didn't fly out those five, you wouldn't have had that, no. that one no. at the end. And that, that one at the end has just got this perfect part about it that you was never going to achieve yeah. first time round. And it's, it's got that bit of genius in it. It's got that stroke That's in it. it. So yeah. it's, it's all part of the process. That's brilliant. And man. I feel like these last 10 years of my life have all been part of the process that's about to happen. And I now feel ready to create work that... I think would be strong. And so, do you pretty much create every day? Yeah. Apart from if you have to go and work on a job. Saturday, Sunday, I don't. The rest of the time. Oh, uh, you have what you have time off. Yeah, Saturday. That's Sunday. good, man. Yeah, you've got to do it with your family and your friends and your girlfriend, and that. Yeah. And also for yourself. Yeah. Like, I love going for a walk with dogs and stuff. Lovely. I love coming into London. Yeah. Um, like, for me, like coming into London. 
I, I don't want to live in London because mm-hmm. I won't be inspired. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I've lived here. Yeah. I'm not inspired. You're in it too much as well when you're here. You've got to be away from it. Yeah. You've got to be away and coming. Yeah. And so it's working for you. Yeah. And also you've got to be true to yourself. Like I grew up around Kent. It's like you can't pull your roots out. Okay. And you like it there as well. You I love like it there. I living on a hill, yeah. mate. I love living on a hill. Wicked. That's one thing I realised about living in Holland. Wow. Flat, mate. I was like, fuck this, get me back on it. Give me a hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I just, London culture inspires me. But at the same time, Kentish culture right now is inspiring me. And I think, I think, British culture in general is inspiring. I mean, all the past pieces that I've done are very immature compared to what where I'm about to go, I think, because it was very much about trying to be cool, doing these things in your 20s, be accepted, and all the rest of it. And now, like, like going back to the start of this conversation, you get to this age where you don't give a shit. I do not give a shit what people think of me. I'm not. It's because you're not. You're not. But not that I'm you not ever. To please no, but you also. It's not. Not that you ever were doing anything bad to anyone. But you've realised that's when it only matters. Is like, only care when you care about someone's opinion when you hurt them yeah. or care about their their thoughts. If you hurt them, if you haven't hurt them and done anything bad to them, let them have their opinion. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can be cool. It doesn't I think, matter. I think a lot of times, like, <clears throat> you're not ready to go until you've been broken. Like, like you have to. Um, you had to give up in order to succeed. Like in order to in order to actually start, you gotta fail. And it's so hard because no one wants to fail. And well, especially when we've got iPhones in our hand showing us all this supposed yeah. success. Yeah. It's very hard to look at failing and think I can do that's, that. So that's why I've taken it. Yeah, like, man, it's so it's so integral. To all creatives out there, if you're struggling and and you're looking at all this stuff. And you're wasting time. Fucking get off that shit. Yeah. And just get like, because it's like crack, mate. You take, no, it is. As soon as you take it off yourself, I'm looking at my pocket. Of course you are. Oh, shit, what yeah. I'm like, trying to find the Of course time. you are. I just tried The to... other day, the other day, my girl said to me, no, not my girl, sorry, I was at Nick's in Brighton. Nick wanted to scan my phone for some reason. Yeah. But cool. So I took the phone out of the case and put the phone case on the side. Yeah. Gave him the phone. I then, cool, yeah, wicked. I turned around, picked up the case, opened the case to look at the phone. Yeah. It was automatic. Yeah. It was just like, oh, then, I'll, I'll check. Oh, yeah. oh, it's not even there. And I just you know, took it out of my hands. It's so weird as well because it took me like a whole day and then I went to, uh, I was just relaxing at home and I read a, like a bit of a, a book or whatever. Yeah. And my girlfriend come home and I just chatted and I was so relaxed and all of a sudden this weight was lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Like not giving a fuck about yeah. the phone. Yeah. Because... What happened is, is the week before I lost, I left my phone at my mate's house. Yeah. And I didn't have it for three days. And I got back to my phone panicking, like, oh God, everyone's gonna like, have been trying to get in touch with me. Mm-hmm. So much stuff. Mm-hmm. And all it was was three group chats, just pictures of like people's dicks and like, <laughs> stuff like that. And I was just like, I don't need this in my life, but Jesus Christ. I didn't miss out on anything. <laughs> Yeah, and those three days I've got so much work done. But it, and it, but isn't it nuts though that it's you, you, you realizing that whole don't care because I don't need to like we need to remember that 
with, yeah. with how society is now and this immediacy and this I need to succeed now this minute mm. because by 9am tomorrow no, the fo- I think you must do slow the fuck do down you got to everyone's different some people oh, yeah. shoot to fame at 16 yeah. and they're done by 18 they can retire yeah. Mate. Yeah. and then other people they don't start getting famous till they're in their 50s yeah. like or succeed in any way or even some people succeed at 16 and non-stop and it goes on but it's different for everyone go through life yeah right and just do life and enjoy it and be happy Mm. and don't be like oh I'm not getting where I need to go and be depressed about it just get on with your life do it do your life and if you end up being (coughs) successful Fucking Listen, man, you know what? It, even success is a load of bullshit, but man. Happiness is, is number is one. People now think that being famous means you're successful. Oh, I know, I know. It's so What fun. annoys me, people used to be successful through their art form or what yeah. their talent, yeah. and then they got famous for that. Yeah. Now, people get famous for being fucking famous. Yeah. Like, and well, but unfortunately, things. man, unfortunately for them, and I know the inspiration to the kids is wrong, but those poor people that get blown up in the air and then they're just dropped. Yeah. And 10 years later, they've got nada. Yeah. And we've got to be careful, man, but we by paying attention to this shit. Also, all those will. people that aren't into, say people that aren't, don't have uh, a talent or anything like that, and they're just doing their job, they're totally happy. Yeah. People used to be happy doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were fucking No, exactly. Happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now people are depressed. They've got their normal job. Yeah. They're right. But because they're, they're, well, the thing, they're told that yeah. like Chantel from Big Brother is a big thing, yeah. they're depressed about working in a good bank. About, yeah. about working, paying their mortgage, like, feeding yeah. their kids, paying their bills, doing the right Man, thing. Making start like, hundred grand a year and they're still not happy yeah. because they're not Chantel from Big yeah. Brother. But even if they're making thirty grand a year, it's like. The, the effect on society is extremely negative man and yeah I know we spoke about positives in Instagram but there was a massive and yeah, social massive media thing, and there's a massive um, negative thing it's, you know both sexes get uh, done by all this. it's all like uh, it's you got to I think people got to get back to basics mm. and I think the government and things like that <laughs> I hate to be too political but they have a responsibility of starting to do something about this. They've got it, man. They've got it. Something's got to change. It's, it's not very... <clears throat> I don't understand. I do not understand. Um, but the... The care... Not carefreeness, because it's not carefree. You're not being carefree with your work now, but you're being... You're even more honest, more mature, more relaxed about it. And it's not for... You're highlighting what you want still and putting the light on what you want and talking about what you want but it doesn't matter it's, yeah I'm not, it's, I'm not here's my work people not getting it yeah yeah you know, or it's fitting couple, in I'd lost a couple of <laughs> like people following me writing to me some stupid shit because I did some of my pieces like um, one of them it was it was a term, terminology from like you know past things and and I, and I wrote it and I painted over it because it was all about um, the scarification of, of the word to people. And then this person wrote to me like saying I'm racist and that. And I'm like, you've completely, you haven't even read the explanation of the piece for starters. Like, I just think, because again, people just looking at stuff. Mate, like, it's making me sick. Yeah, yeah. Fucking annoying. So they got it confused. Yeah. Wrote your horrible message. Yeah, but no, it probably told her their mates or something. I was like that whatever I don't know but it just upsets me when um, 
I'll tell you what though, man. I, like, you just... What I'm saying is, I'm ready to, to say what the fuck I want. Yeah. I'm not saying anything bad. Well, no, but even if you were, it doesn't matter, man. You're not hurting anyone. I'm trying to touch on And what you're doing here. Listen, man, we've got a lot of things in this society that we need to fucking talk about. We've obviously realised in the last few years that mental health is a big fucking problem and we do need to talk yeah. about it in society and we're doing it. We have to address this fucking underlying scene of racism that's in this country. Yeah, well, I think there's, we, like, there's a re- repetition in my work because I always talk about things that people don't want to talk about. Mm. But the thing I'm talking about, yeah, and the, the shame is that I'm doing it in a painting form so people are like, oh, that's not going to sell. But I'm not, I don't care if it sells. Not, I need to do this in order to talk about the subject. That's Let me just express. So the racism thing, I don't care if it sells. Yeah. I'm doing a piece of work because I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk about. Start a conversation. About subject, yeah. yeah, start a conversation. Mm-hmm. And if some serious person wants to buy it, brilliant, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. And it's got a good home, great things. But let's talk about this piece. How does this make you feel? Yeah. I what? did, um, did, did painting of a parakeet, dead parakeet. Uh-huh. Fuck off, but... Fuck off home. First, I fuck off back to your own country, yeah? <laughs> and at the time, I had this um, studio in Lee. Yeah. Uh, in South London. And the amount of racism I hear every day from the people that live next door to my studio, insane amounts. I couldn't believe it still there. Sadly, that part of South London, from basically racism tends to start from Elton Mountain uh, stuff. Right, okay. And anyway, like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw this dead parakeet and I, I, I took a picture of it because they're feeding the parakeets in the garden. These parakeets come from Mongolia, right? So this beautiful green bird from Mongolia, <laughs> of course, because it's beautiful and it's green, yeah, they'll welcome that, feed it. But if you've got this beautiful person from this other country trying to come over and help or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you tell him to fuck off back to his own country. So uh, it was my play on that situation yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the hypocrisy. Did you get a bad response on that? Or? No, everyone loved that. Good. Yeah, so it got read nicely. Yeah, Good. Yeah. And I wanted to word it like that. Have you... I don't want to pussyfoot around no. and fuck off back to your own country because that's the way people say it. Yeah. Have you put your... Have you collated all your paintings anywhere? No. No. All right. That's going to be wicked when you do that. Yeah. I've got a couple of bits on my book. Um, well, I'm back, really. That's going to be really nice, man. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not happy with the amount of work I've done and I'm not happy with the, uh, the level of work I've done. So I've tried to help, but I would like to take stuff offline from years yeah. ago, but you can't do that. That's the problem with the internet. Yeah. So that's also a reason I, I kind of hold it back. And I like the feeling of being slightly underground. Mm. Because everyone's so overground now. No one, no one has to I'm, search for you. I'm not going to shout. It's fine. You no, know what I mean? No one yeah. has to search for you. No. no one has to look. And I would like to bring out some paintings in book form and that. Yeah. And put them out there so you can, instead of seeing the pictures of whatever on social media again. Yeah. I say there's a book here. Yeah. Go and buy it. Yeah. Simple. That's yeah. what it used to be like. That's what it used to be like. I've got a few artists books. You know that old street art. Uh, yeah. Days, Even, those, yeah. Even those days. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Man. Of course. I have to say. Of course. All of it was, man. Yeah. And and like for some reason, I I I've got to talk to some people because I've got to make this happen. Because mm. there used to be groups of artists that would bring out, have exhibitions, bring out books. You know, like you're talking about the Tracy Owens and all mm-hmm. that. It's just not. No one from my age group is fucking pulling their stuff together doing it you should chat to Mike Sept Mike Ballard 
yeah. He does it for all his shows. I've got two of his books up there from shows. He's a bit older than me. He is, but it's, you know, he's older than me, but yeah. he's, he's there for advice. He's you know what I mean? We, he's fucking, I love his work. His work. I love all the stages of his work. He hates all the stages of his work. Oh, really? Yeah, he's not happy with his, he doesn't like the first Mike Sepp stuff. He not, you know, he doesn't, you know, I don't know how he feels about his Sepp stuff. I don't know how, he, his new Mike Ballard stuff's amazing. I've loved all of it. I think it's yeah. all been amazing. And, yeah, he he's just brilliant at advice. I think the, the problem is, though, it's really hard <coughs> to, to get a, a group of artists together now and get a space yeah. without having to pay... Stupid, you know, stupid like money. Stupid money. It's, it's just it's a lot harder than it used to be, yeah. I think. Um, but I would like to try and pull some strings and get some people together. Well, I'll tell you what, that, I think it's definitely a lot harder in London. Yeah. Outside London's not. Outside London's getting... Uh, uh, it's getting harder. Pe- it's getting harder, but there, people are moving out to outside London and getting these spaces yeah. and they're happening. Margate, I suppose. Yeah. My mate, Nick in Hove, he's got a... What about Nick's space in Hove, Josh? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. He's got this whole fucking garage first where you can park a car, but he doesn't use it for that. You can. That's where you paint. Yeah. He's got these fucking... He's got three edit suites. He's got yeah. this open... He's got upstairs, big gallery, like open space for studio. Yeah, yeah. Grand a, grand a month. £1,200 a month. Even that's too much, though, isn't it? Well, it is, but not if, if you split it four ways. <laughs> yeah, if you split it four ways, you're happy. He, it's all his, and he rents out. He rents but out a couple of rooms. But like, still, look, yeah. The it, London price is now <laughs> uh, the... the like the bar mate so all places that's within an hour or two outside yeah if you can commute oh well London's that yeah 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 yeah. if you can commute you're in like you can pay that money you're paying that money yeah because I looked at spaces like near me and I'm on a bit of a steal in here but the last rent in that last studio they put it up to but me and I were in there. I think the last rent had gone up to like £2,400 a month or something. Oh, mate, we're like, what, what are you doing? Well, the thing is, it's been empty for a year. No one's gone in there. That's a joke. We, we moved out. We couldn't afford to go. I said, I ain't paying that much money for a fucking room. Are you mad? Yeah. I'm not living in here. Yeah. I, I reckon... Um, actually, I don't reckon. I was going to say, I reckon it will probably even out and it will like, collapse and then things will be cheaper again. But I don't think... No, but do you know what will happen though is art, art, this, I believe it fully man art wins and artists are resilient and will figure out a way yeah. to make that point happen and, and when the, when you're, this collective you're talking about when that if, whether it happens with you and your people or whether it happens it's going to happen these things always happen they always it's things true. go around in circles constantly and it's just got to, I think the thing is most artists most creatives are, are like me and you and they've got to keep themselves busy and do stuff yeah got to be man yeah, got to be um, yeah I, I was, I was saying to you earlier about me being an artist and that I've just I create every day and I'm very happy with my work and my business that I've built up but when I, I can't wait to stop and be an artist yeah. with no client yeah. I, um, that freedom that thought that, that clear-headed space is what I'm really looking for it's what I'm kind of training for in here now for that time because oh, I can't well, I'm going to get it you're almost I'm working yeah, to it man you've got like as soon as you've got your setup ready yeah and you know, like you've got your place to live. Yeah, all of that. And then you you can get all your prices down to a certain amount. Yeah. Then you can do it. You start you taking the got, risks. It, that's the thing. I think a lot of artists need to remember. A lot of aspiring artists, especially, is 
you've got to, first of all, get yourself all set up. You've got to work. You've got to find some money. Yes. You, if, you, if you've got to work at a restaurant or whatever. Do whatever. It. Tesco's, do it. Do, doesn't do matter. Get it all up and running, get your money together. Yeah. Do it yourself. Mm. And then, and then, you, then don't worry about just making sure you pay your bills. You're not going to be rich straight away. Just yeah. get everything else paid now because yeah. it's on you. And then you'll build from there again. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't turn over in one day and all of a sudden you're getting 10 grand a month. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. You'll build to that. Exactly. We're still building. No, definitely. It's just got to, just got to do it. So working on the next show will happen yeah. quite soon. Yeah, so I'm, get, I'm getting stuff uh, together now and then I'm going to be going for talks uh, next month with... Uh, this uh, person so hopefully uh, I'll get a show coming out next summer I should think spring summer yeah, yeah spring, lovely summer's got to be um, but yeah should be good and then also I'd like to get some walls together big big walls yeah which this person I think can help me out with as Richard. well and produce some some of your work on that as well. well the thing is because of my day job yeah I've done big walls yeah and, um, you know what you're capable of I know what I'm capable of and people say to me, why haven't you ever done your own work? Yeah. I've never been given a wall, so I'd like to try and do it. Pucker. Yeah. Pucker, man. Yeah. Some more art. I just want to immerse myself in every aspect. I think you know what this whole this whole taking note of ten years and like re- really looking at your last ten years that you've been doing, I think's really fucking clever. I, I think I didn't you've, even think of it like that, but now I look back. I'm no, like, well, even if it's down to our discussion, but you said it before we started talking. You said it outside. So you've yeah. been thinking about it. Yeah. Like I think it's really it's it's a bit of a genius move, man. Because you're kind of you're addressing, you're facing, you're looking at the last ten years and figuring it all out and knowing. All right, cool, done all of that. Now I can move on. Yeah. Now I've cleared the carpet. And now I'm like ready to take this next stage yeah to do something with all these tools that I've now got and this knowledge that I've got and also um, yeah exactly and I know who I am Joe man Joe is fucking crazy <laughs> I can't like I, I thought you went and done fine art no no never I just did soul searching for 10 you years. fucking did man that and a bit of YouTube yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found my soul on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, ten minutes of YouTube and and ten persistence. Of, um, persistence. Yeah. And then now my mind state to the place that it should be and uh, excited for this yeah, next stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think. I mean, I always I I, I romanticise with the idea of going to university, but I'll do that after. Listen, man. I've got mates of mine that have gone at. I think I think one of my mates went at forty or forty one. Yeah, I'll do it after. Mate, I think yeah. I've got too I, much stuff to do. Well, I think this is the thing, and it's like you know, a couple of them have said things like, oh, "I wish I went earlier," and I'm like, "No, because you wouldn't have done everything else." Yeah. So it came for them at the right time, and I think if you're gonna go, you're gonna Me, go. At, you'll go at the right time. I don't think it's about. I don't personally think it's about school, college, uni. I don't think that should be no. the route. I think we need a break. Yeah. We need space. We need find time yourself. to think, find ourselves, go through emotions, ups, downs, ins, outs. How many people do you know when university? Stop it. Stop, it! stop it! Stop it! I feel sorry for them. I feel like sorry for their parents. I feel sorry for both of them because the parents are footing the bill. They're footing the bill. They sign up to this massive check, and it's no. not every, not all of them, but I know an awful lot. Where it's just like, mate, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. It was, and they know it went the right time, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've got that creative bone in your body and you want to be creative, there's no rush. 
No, there ain't. Fair and, enough. Yeah. If, you, if you want to be a and, bank or something. Yeah. And again, not to say that it's wrong to do school, college, uni. It's, it's right for some people. It's just only some, not all. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, find yourself. Hey, because, some people go to school with, yeah. like, they had to leave when they were 15. Yeah. They were itching to get on the site and start work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Suits and dances. Yeah, I left school at 15. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go back. Mate. But, you, you know, the... The, the time you've given yourself and the study and the choices you've made and put in I fully relate yeah. uh, you know what I mean it's just yes I'm I'm deciding to do this yeah. and I'm going to work hard at it yeah mm. and I've also I'm so blessed with uh, the support from my mum and dad like mentally you know just uh, look whatever you do as long as you work hard at it you know it was no nonsense no. basically no, it was no nonsense no. it was like cool alright you, you fucked up let's deal with that yeah but it, they, were, they, were, they were like cool They're let's go like, well, support do it then, like, yeah. get to work yeah they just they weren't confused about like I'm going to do street art what the you fuck know, is that like, man they weren't going to question it of money or whatever. No. Just, you, nothing like that if you want it go go you can it. do it yeah yeah and they've just been really really good and um, like I say they've got that 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 British mentality of like it'll be alright yeah just keep doing it if you keep doing it yeah, that's the point man that's the point yeah and you know maybe it might not but at least I've done what I love for my life yeah if, even if I don't make any money it's not about that though man happy. it's really yeah. not about that's that yeah we got no we got to pay bills listen man happiness is the best fucking thing I live on a boat it's you 70... can wake up and want to get out of that bed. Listen, man. Lying. Yes, exactly. My yeah. boat is 70 foot long and 6 foot 10 wide. <laughs> yeah. I can touch the walls on my boat. Yeah, yeah. I'm the happiest man. Yeah, of course I'm so fucking... Free. It's amazing. Yeah, like, it's fuck money. Yeah. Great. Go and get it, yeah. Obviously, I'm a captain. Yeah, I mean, that's the sad thing. You've got to make money to... to Listen. Make... We're the only animal on the planet that's yeah. paid to be alive. We yeah, don't exactly. Pay then you've done yeah, yeah, and and I've had today boom meetings and some big numbers were in the meetings and that's yeah. brilliant and yeah, yeah, the percentages for me great, great. Listen, man, still more stressed though. Listen, my podcast, the, the amount of hours I put into this for no monetary gain, yeah. and I love keeping it that way. Yeah. Um, this is so rewarding. Yeah, me it. painting and doing my bits and pieces, so rewarding. Yeah. That's that's where the happiness is. Work is work, and yes, it's needed. But um, listen, brother, that was. Sick. I thank you so much. I don't know fucking three quarters of that. Yeah, no, I mean, not a lot of people do. To no, that's dope. I mean, it don't even matter anymore. No, it don't. I just, you know, thinking back though, you just, I just sparked into my head, you painting on the boards just off one road in Brighton. We were painting, we had these boards anyway. Uh, yeah, you, I painted with Solio. That's right, you painted with Solio. And I'm thinking of that, character. it was a character, that's right. I'm thinking about that because I obviously knew you at that time at coming to the shop and doing shop, yeah. those pieces and now that's when Jimmy and, and, and Tan and that were working in the shop that's right was working the shop. Yeah. everyone was at the shop it yeah, was crazy was time and I really wanted to be part of that uh, that, that crew right, yeah. they inspired me so much and they were so cool and, yeah. and then it's Them funny to end up being friends with these people yeah. and, stuff and, and now I just look back and I think I don't know. It was good. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's it good. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it <laughs> Let's keep matter. going. That is it brilliant. Matter. Yeah, it's lovely. Because and not in a bad way. Not in a no, disregarding way. Like it was all every person has played. Yeah, beautiful, part brilliant, of my life. all of that. I want to say yeah. that everyone that I know, whether I've, I've done you wrong or good, I love everyone. Mm. And 
and for being part of my life yeah. and shaping who I am, yeah. I'm forever grateful. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think, and I'll tell you what, though. for me, life starts yeah. now. I think you give off that aura as well, man. You give off a dope aura. And yeah. I get a little bit rad when I'm drunk, but no. But that's, that's not you, that's the alcohol. Yeah, that's it. I'm talking about you. <laughs> Listen, bro, thank you very much. Well, that was dope. We went in on a couple of subjects there. But you know, it's all only opinion, man. I'm not trying to state laws or truths or anything like that. Just conversation. I love Joe's work on social commentary. He really puts it out there. It's in your face to look at, jaw dropping from the skills, and you get that conflict of mind for the observation. The NF logo battered into a steel plate. The rap lottery ticket. Disregard the chicken boxes. Swans in Amsterdam's red light district canals. The beauty, the acceptance, the questions, the why. You know, asking yourselves. Joe does that to you. And I love that. Skills bred from the home with a spark from those amazing teachers. He really has the artist's heart, the artist's soul. He just wants to create. And he does create. And if he doesn't know how to do it, he jumps onto YouTube to find out the answers. There's no giving up. Trying, failing, working, succeeding. Trying, failing, working, succeeding. Big up Joe and big up your parents, the whole books for being so supportive. That's really inspiring parental work right there. And his crew of friends, I know a few of them. Some real good squads, friendly open people. We won, we won again. And I know we win every week, but you must feel like you're winning when you're listening to that type of stuff. Gems on gems. We won, we are art. Love your city and love your culture. This is F24.